What's happening, weirdos? Uh, this is Blake Griffin, who somebody somebody explained to me that he plays he plays basketball. <laughs> I know Blake as a as a guy and as a comedian, as somebody that I did shows with in Montreal. We actually roasted one another as part of uh, one of Jeff Ross's roast battles in Montreal, and we had a wonderful time and really hit it off. And I wanted to invite him on the show to talk about comedy. We talk a little bit about basketball, but as you guys know, I'm not um, <laughs> I'm not a huge uh, fan of the old round ball. The old round ball is all the fans got. But we still obviously had an incredible chat. And as I always say, let's get to it as quickly as possible. A couple things to plug up top. Um, my book, Comedy Sex God, is available now. Um, I also have a couple stand-up dates coming at you. If you're going to be in L.A., September 26th is a special show with me and a special guest. I don't think I can promote who it is, but let's just say it might be my favorite stand-up comedian and a very, very dear friend of mine, one of my oldest friends. And those are the hints I'll give. Uh, Largo-LA.com for tickets. And then the one after that is October 11. But regardless of when you're hearing this, I do a live stand-up show at a theater in L.A. called Largo. Always you can get tickets at Largo-LA.com. But September 26th is going to be a special one. And then October 11th will definitely be packed with some of my all-time favorites as well. I also put out a secret special vinyl that I'm not tweeting or Instagramming or promoting really in any way other than promoting it or mentioning it on this podcast. It's called Pete Holmes Living at Largo. It is an album, a vinyl of a ordinary show where I did uh, 45, 50 minutes of new material and riffing and playing. It's a great set. It's it's not like, you know, it's not open micing it. Um, and it was a special show. And I was like, let's just release a vinyl just for the diehard fans, just for people that want to own a little piece of actual stand-up, not like doing a special with cameras and microphones everywhere where everyone knows it's a recording. This is a regular show. It's a raw show. It's working out what will undoubtedly be my next hour, but you can hear it sort of in that fresh, electric, early stage that uh, was so special I wanted to share it with you guys. Uh, If you know a big fan, I think this is a good gift for them. Um, And all of the proceeds are going to The Littlest Tumor, which is a wonderful foundation. Uh, To get that vinyl and also my other vinyl, Dirty Clean, is also on there. Go to 800-800-800-POUND-GORILLA-RECORDS.COM slash Pete Holmes, and you'll see links for both of those as well. Um, The dates aren't on there yet, but uh, PeteHolmes.com, for any of you that have been there, is just a really bad website. But any day now, I'm going to be announcing my uh, tour, my fall stand-up tour, which I'm calling Silly Silly Fun Boy. I'm going to be going all over the country, and uh, it might be today, it might be tomorrow, very, very soon, I'm going to be promoting all of the tour dates on PeteHolmes.com. I'm, I'm just going to take everything down except the tour dates. So uh, if you're nasty, check out PeteHolmes.com in, let's say, a week or so, and uh, all of those tour dates will be up there as well. Um, I know with a guest like Blake, some of you may have never heard this podcast before. Um, I, If you're a sports fan, Aaron Rodgers did the show before. J.J. Reddick did the show before. We've had athletes on before. I always enjoy talking to them. 
Um, and we don't normally, uh, we are sorry, we don't do normal ads on the show. I only promote products that I absolutely love and use every single day personally and for real. And then I reach out to those companies and they're called Pete's Picks. You guys know this. So if you love the show and you want to show your support, um, check out a Pete's Pick. These really are products that I use and love every single day. The first is Charlotte's Web Hemp Oil. It is a CBD oil. Uh, it is made and grown in Denver, the hemp plant. They use science to remove the THC so that it's not an intoxicant. It doesn't get you stoned. It just, with science, they leave, <laughs> with science, they use the body, leave behind the body and brain beneficial CBD. Um, I, I'm sure you've heard about the benefits of CBD. For me, anecdotally speaking, it is a wonderful mood elevator. It doesn't take you out of the game. You can still read, you can still work, you can still. Uh, What's the word? Function. <laughs> you can function. In fact, I love writing on it. I love acting on it. Everything that I do uh, is 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 elevated by doing this. But it's not. It, it's almost subperceptual. It's something that you take and you find yourself a little bit less stressed. I find myself flowing and giving into and and merging with whatever it is I'm doing. Um, a little bit quicker to laugh. A little bit quicker to smile. Um, it's when it, when I, the first time I smoked weed, I was like, man, I wish there was something kind of like this, but that wouldn't get you intoxicated. That wouldn't be something that like completely changes the channel. Just a little something that gives you a little bit of a edge softening quality. And that is what CBD oil is. I know there are other CBD oils out there, but this is the only one made from hemp grown in Denver by a company that is unbelievable, unbelievably ethical and wonderful. Um, so it's made for human consumption. There's other CBD oils out there, but this one is the highest, most premium grade that I've found or even heard of. So give it a try. The best way to try it, to, to know about it, is to try it. And you'll show your support of this show. Go to cwhemp.com slash weird and use promo code KEEPITCRISPY19. I like the Everyday Advanced. Uh, it's called Original Formula now. Uh, mint chocolate flavor, just a couple drops, and get on with your life. The other one is Kachava. Kachava is a plant-based superfood drink mix that I have most days for breakfast. I often also have it for lunch because it is clean, uh, it doesn't weigh me down, and it gives me energy. It's basically as close to a futuristic meal in a pill that I found. And it's so good that you can add it just to water. The reason for that is they put powdered coconut milk in there and they put powdered uh, raw cacao in there. So those two mix together and it tastes like a chocolate milkshake, but it makes you feel amazing because it is loaded with nutrition. It's, uh, they went literally went on excursions into the jungle to find the most exotic, nutrient-rich superfoods that have been revered by tribal cent uh, cultures for centuries. It's 100% plant-based. It's got omega-3s from chia and flax, which I prefer from getting it from like uh, anonymous fish oils, which uh, always sounds weird to me. Get it from plants, chia and flax, boom, right into your bloodstream. Eight superfruits, 17 greens and veggies, which is one of the reasons I love to travel with it. Sometimes it can be hard to eat healthy on the road. This has right in the bag 17 greens and veggies ready to go. It's gluten-free. It's soy-free. There's no artificial sweeteners or preservatives. It has just enough coconut nectar in there, which is a low glycemic sweetener to make it taste amazing. It's got 1,000 milligrams of adaptogens. It's got 24 grams of plant-based protein. People are wondering, where do you get your protein as a plant-based person? Boom. 
cachava, 24 grams plant-based protein, and 9 grams of fiber. But the kicker is it actually tastes amazing. It's good just in water. It's actually great just in water. That's how I take it. You can also mix it with something like almond milk or frozen strawberries, and it tastes like strawberry ice cream. It's unbelievable. I bought it to add to my smoothie, but it turns out it is the smoothie. It's a meal replacement. It's how I eat healthy when I'm traveling. It's how I start my day off in a healthy way. So you can get 20% off your first order, or actually not your first order, all of your orders, if you go to Kachava, K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird and give it a try and show your support for this podcast. All right, guys, that's it. Enjoy, I'm going to say it, my new friend, Blake Griffin. There it is, my new friend, Blake Griffin. Get into it. Ooh, one more thing. Uh, sorry, I forgot. Um, there is a new, wonderful Ram Dass movie. You guys listen to this podcast, you know how much I love Ram Dass. He's a wonderful great, great teacher in my life. And there's a new film out now called Becoming Nobody. It's going to be touring around the theaters. Uh, please check it out. Please support it. Um, you can watch the trailer at becomingnobody.com. Check it out. I loved it. I love Ram Dass. If you like Ram Dass, or even if you don't know who he is, I think you'll love it. Check it out. Becomingnobody.com. All right. Get into it. You're the only guest who are just smoking. <laughs> that is, that's true. That's that's a good plan. This is a shitty, this is like a status move. If you asked me to sit here, I would think it was a power game. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to angle it this way. Well, let's start here. We have to edit something out, which for a funny reason, though. Can I say yeah, the funny of course, reason? Of course, of course. Because I'm fascinated more with your life than like, like a sports interview, obviously. And the fact, I just asked you what you were drinking. You were like, I don't know. And then I said, I don't know if you should say, because anything that you're seen doing is an automatic endorsement, which is a much bigger deal than say, if I was yeah. just like, I love Kit Kat. Right. Especially you when say, it comes to Kit Kat. health and wellness things yeah. or things that are supposed to be healthy. I think that's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. a crazy life. Yeah. It's like if, um, I don't know, if you see like a guy, like a basketball player, you see LeBron, like, doing some exercise like he basically started there's rise nation uh, is it rise nation it's a class where you do um versa climber it's a it's like a workout machine uh-huh and he was like doing like that it. thing it's where a you part climb of, but you don't yeah, go anywhere. yeah it's a part of his Sounds like a like workout thing and now there's like a full class where you just go do that crazy and it, it wasn't obviously just him but i have in my mind he had a big well, push on, on getting that started. We say this, I only have so many facts, but they did a study where primates like monkeys, gorillas will look at photos of like muscular and beautiful, symmetrical or just like fit, able gorillas. So it's like in our evolution, like we love looking at alphas. Like That's we want to, cool. isn't it cool? We want to see what the, like, so when I see you, the reason I ask what you're drinking is because I just have an evolutionary need to be like, like, what are you doing? So now you're going to go drink this exact thing. But that's advertising. If I drink that or eat that, I'll be you. But really, you're like, you probably got up at 4 a.m. this morning and heaved to things that didn't need to be somewhere, to somewhere where they didn't need to be. I was doing that. But doesn't it seem, (laughs) I I know this is is your podcast. You should be asking the questions. But I just thought about this. This is our podcast. So much it is now. It is. Weird with Pete and Blake. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) 
Doesn't it seem like so much just, more organic if you just see the person in public doing it? Like you watch dude. a Gatorade ad, and I don't think like in my mind, I don't even think. I said that recently. I was like, it's water in the cups. So it's why Gatorade cups? So do you guys still drink from Gatorade cups? Uh, I don't want to get you in yeah, trouble. Like, at yeah, any because point when in you go podcast. to like an uh, an arena, like you can't control. Like they that team might have a Gatorade sponsorship, right? So they'll put Gatorade cups right. behind the bench. And you but just, as a kid, I was like, that's Gatorade. Out. Yeah, but it's water. It might be. It, was, actually, you know what it is? It, they have these the trays, and half are water, half are Gatorade. So some guys like Gatorade during games. Some guys like water. What are you doing? I do a special drink during games. Please. I'm I do so like happy. It's a, it's Why like, are you choosing from the two same <laughs> bullshit choices that I have when I go to a Seven Eleven? Your drink. whole thing is health. Somebody should yeah. be like, "There's a little cayenne in here, yeah. like yeah. it'll help your metabolism." So I just start making up. I, what is in your special? It's just electrolyte stuff. So it's like salt. It's basically like well, yeah, salt yeah. with a, a, sev- several different kinds of salt. I guess Ooh. is what you can say. <laughs> you so <can>. listen, <laughs> you're at no risk of sounding like a snob. I'm out of shape. I'm not exerting myself in any way, and I I put salt in my water. Yeah, you're safe. Yeah. Is what I'm saying. Right. This is not teased. This isn't. This, this isn't is like, like some breakthrough thing. Someone put some salts, different yeah. salts in your water, and I love it because I feel like Gatorade makes me feel. A little sluggish because there's so much sugar. It's soda. Yeah, I don't want to get without you in the trouble. carbonation. You let me know if you get in no, trouble. No, you're good. But I, I'm fascinated with this just as people. Forget mm-hmm. athletes mm-hmm. and comedians, just people. I know so many people that won't drink soda but will drink Gatorade, for example. And what is that? It's just marketing. Yeah, you, you yeah. know. Or or I'll go to Starbucks and because the cookies look fancy. And they're on like right. a wooden yeah. cutting board. Yeah. I won't eat a cookie. If I'm in McDonald's and someone's like, you want a cookie? I'm yeah, like, no. fuck that. No way. Yeah. If I'm in Starbucks, I'm like, there's jazz playing. <laughs> we are stupid is what yeah. I'm saying. We're it's, stupid creatures. It's very, you know what it is? People figure out a way to convince us to consume things. We fall for it. And then we figure it out. What We figure out yes. what they were doing. And then they reinvent a new way. And then I might add to that. They get us. They trick us into eating things we want to eat. You know what I'm right. saying? Like, there's a part of me that wants them to trick me right. into eating a cookie. Right. Yeah, because you feel better. I want to fall for it. Yeah. yeah. What's your advice? Sweet. <laughs> Is it sweet? Dr- hard drugs. <laughs> <laughs> can, we, can we talk about Dude, it? That's a great endorsement. <laughs> you got to get out there crystal for meth. hard drugs. Blake for crystal meth. Man, you kind of look a little bit. High energy. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what is an inbounds. I don't either, but I do love those things. I don't know if you've seen them like on Instagram where it's like they'll show a picture of somebody and to represent each of the drugs. Do you oh, know what I mean? Funny. Like uh, every drug has a sort of a different effect. I think there's one that like makes people lose their teeth. That's you know? math, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm always fascinated by those because it's crazy. Or they show the before and after. I know. I'm. One, I was one of those kids. They showed us a video about what snuff or snuff is it snuff? Chewing tobacco. Know. Oh, oh yeah. Well, yeah. If you yeah. chew a lot of chewing tobacco, you lose your jaw. Yeah. yeah. And they showed us video of that. Oh yeah. It, that's all it took. Yeah. I'm one of those. Tell me once, guys. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Never smoked a cigarette in my life. Is that true? Never, yeah. Well, that makes sense. Were you always uh, sporty? <laughs> <laughs> Were you you more posh? I was was more sporty than anybody. But is that why? Or were you just like... No, I just like... Wired to be kind of a sweet kid. I think just my generation, I guess, especially where I'm from too. I'm from Oklahoma, which is like the Bible Belt. Like, you know, it's a different... But sometimes the Bible Belt confuses me. Like, 
I was just saying this on Martha's episode where it's like I knew Christian people that were very, very wholesome, Mm -hmm. but that might smoke because it was like this is an American crop. This supports American farmers. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. That's true. Talk about talking yourself into something. (laughs) You just want that sweet, sweet nicotine (laughs) where you're like, I'm helping American farmers. Well, that's that's the whole thing is like you can convince yourself that anything is fine. Yes. You could put a spin on it. Don't you do that? Are there games that you play to get you to do what you do? I'll give you an. I'll give you a stupid example. Mm-hmm. Even though I'm a, a soft boy, I do intermittent fasting because I I just can't yeah. handle the freedom. If someone's like just eat whenever you want, I'm right. just like all right, and yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll just up, eat all eat, goddamn yeah. day. So I do intermittent fasting, hmm. and then I catch myself. And this really is about you because this is boring. What I'm saying mm-hmm. is boring. I don't eat until noon, so I'll save my first coffee till like eleven. That's like a little mind game. I'll oh, go. I thought you could have coffee when you wake up, There's or do you just schools? Ch- okay. There's different schools. I think you. I think you subscribe fine. to the noon coffee. But I wait till a late coffee. Okay. So there's nothing going on. And then I was like, I bet Blake has a series of games that you play with yourself to get you to do a whole boatload of ungodly activities. The nice thing about what I do is we I burn so many calories and I'm such a big person that I get to eat so much food. Yeah, I remember seeing you backstage and you were eating a fucking corned beef sandwich yeah. or something. Yeah, well, like, that was probably not the best thing. I, but I was so mad. <laughs> and I think we all started riffing on it because we're all doughy boys. And he's just like, yeah, I'll work it off. Work it. Well, you were riffing on it too. Yeah. You, you, yeah. I think that's super funny. Is Of the comedy I've seen you do, and this is so key, whether it's high, high status, I'm a athlete, or low status, I'm a schlubby, whatever – Knowing who you are and making fun of it, yeah, never seemed to be a problem for you. Oh no! And I, I found that with Aaron Rodgers, who I told you I interviewed, and mm-hmm. JJ Reddick, they all seem mm-hmm. to have a sense of humor. Yeah, they knew what they were. Neither of them do comedy necessarily. I mean, Aaron no, but they're both smart guys. Stuff. Aaron's, yeah, Aaron does. Does like maybe they both stuff. do? I don't know commercials. But they're both. Right. I mean, I know JJ obviously better than I know Aaron. But you've never covered Aaron. Yeah. Is that the same position? Uh, well, I don't know if Katie's going to laugh at my question. necessarily cover a quarterback. Well, I guess you cover a quarterback, but. Yeah, everybody's covered. There's a whole yeah, line the of whole, guys yeah. covering the quarterback. All, all of them are covered. <laughs> um, Do you ever block someone's shot or dunk on them, and then the next time you see them, it's really awkward? No. Uh, there was one guy. <laughs> there was one or two guys before where I, dunk, I, I dunked on them, and it, it turned out to be like some of my better dunks, maybe. Yeah. And then you kind of see him, and. You're kind of like, ugh, like they're the with Twitter now. Like, yes. people just go nuts. And, I mean, not Twitter now, but Twitter, like social media now. People go nuts for that stuff, and it gets played over and over and over and over. Right, again. and, and just, they might be posters. Like when we were kids, yeah. it was like it would be yeah, a poster. Yeah. But now it's now it's an Instagram now it's video. A, it's a meme or yeah. a gif. It's yeah, just like exactly. constantly. Yeah. It's a boomerang of someone getting it's, dunked. Uh, <laughs> the new poster is a gif, so it's just. The whole action. You get to see the whole thing over yeah. and over and over. Yeah. Over, and that just sucks. It's- I Because you seem like a, like a nice, a sweet guy. Can I say sweet? Is that I'm me? a sweet boy. Yeah, you're a sweet boy. <laughs> How do you reconcile? Because both of what we do, comedy and sports, requires tapping into a certain competitiveness and a, right. and a competition. How do you do, you do okay with that? Because, I mean, with to dunk on somebody, you have to be like... And and I'm not here to pretend. I have a part of me that I, when I do a show, I want to kill. I want to yeah. kill harder than everybody. Yeah. 
I, if I'm really being honest, I want the person going after me to kind of be like, Jesus Christ, like, what am yeah. I doing up here? It's not and that you want them to do bad. No, you no. just want to do better. I just, yes, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. I don't want them to fail. I want everyone to do well. Right. I'd like there to be like a little lag where it's like, wow, Pete did so well, that, that opener. Yeah. I had to really yeah. give it extra juice. And it's just for the story, for the reputation, for the thrill, because I've had that happen to me. Yeah. I've been dominated. I've bombed. I've, yeah, I've, yeah. I've seen the guy. And I admired that guy. Those were my posters. Yeah. The guy at the club that could go up and crush. Yeah. But you had to get in touch with that. And then is it easy for you to separate church and state in that way? Like you guys hang out. You're your buddies. Yeah, it actually is. And like the older you get, the, the longer I've been in the league, a little bit easier it is for me. Because when I first got in, I was just so young and I just had to make up for not being as good at basketball. I had to make up for it. By just like playing really hard and being physical and like right. playing this game in my mind where this guy hates me and I hate him. You know what I mean? That's so I knew funny. it wasn't the case, but I had to do that in my mind. Dude, and now I, I do that when I play basketball video games. Like it'll be boring <laughs> and I'll go, let's pretend this is the championship. Right. Like, like I'll, I'll have, or this yeah. guy killed my family yeah. or something. <laughs> I've never done that, but that. But I mean, boxers, good. I have to imagine boxers are playing games where they're like, this person, yeah. I'm going to pretend that they're this person that I, I don't think like. that's why they talk, they do so much. Part of it is for show, but you know how they say, like, they do the whole, this, they, this guy can't, yeah, they get to face to face. Face to face. This guy, this guy can't hold a kid. You know, they just go in on yeah. the other guy. And I right. feel like part of it is just because, like, they don't want to have any, they want to say stuff so that the other guy will say stuff because if that other guy says stuff, it's easier to go fight them. <laughs> that is right? hilarious. I think one guy should just always be like, yeah, no, I he think might. you're a really he great might. guy. <laughs> that <laughs> is so I want to see that. This dude can't hit. You're he, right. He's right. I <laughs> better. I, I'm struggling. I, can I can I be honest with you guys? <laughs> to the whole crowd. I tried keto. It is not agreeing with my blood type. I'm sluggish. I really think this guy's going to win. Bloated. I feel Look bloated. at him. He looks great. I can see all his abs. <laughs> <laughs> so, somebody's got to do that. That's, I think what you do has to be, and what, and what I do, so it, we're not separating these things showbiz mm -hmm. you're in show business mm -hmm. yeah and it reminds me i imagine it more of like uh hip-hop there's something about getting into a zone mm -hmm. where there's the battling and there's the bravado and to dunk on somebody you really have to be you can't be playing enya in your head there's got to be like a powerful yeah but those guys are everything they're every lil wayne has mornings where he wakes up and he's like yeah i feel really lil wayne today <laughs> like he's really feeling yeah. down see it's funny you say that because hip-hop is a huge part of of basketball culture nba culture for me i heard a long time ago that like for me i have to listen to like very like calm music before i play really when i feel like if i get like too amped up right before or in the locker room because we do it so much and it's such a like long build-up like i'm i'm at the arena f at four o'clock for a seven o'clock yeah. game yeah so if i'm doing hip-hop in Is my headphones the whole yeah <laughs> just to get all the diarrhea on the enormous tall toilets they have they have tall toilets don't they <laughs> other people have steps up to them <laughs> <laughs> you would love it. You'd I would have love it. it. I've been in NBA locker rooms, yeah, and I'm like, yeah. this is for me. Yeah. Like the countertops are high. Oh. You don't have to bend over as far. Oh. It's like a custom Winnebago yeah. for a very rich giraffe. We're not relating to very many people. No, right now, who cares? This is for we us. We were Blake and Pete, <laughs> and they have like cryo chambers oh, and yeah. the hot tubs. W what arena did you go to? 
It was. I was interviewing Kyrie Irving, so I don't remember when, where I was. was this be, would this be Boston or Cleveland? I think it was Cleveland. Okay, so Cleveland. Yeah, his hand was hurt. That's all I remember. So it was probably ten years ago, yeah, five, yeah, six, seven years ago. Yeah. That's why he did it. Because <laughs> <laughs> he was hurt. He didn't have anything else to do. <laughs> nope, didn't have anything else to do. Uh, and he helped us get a pilot made. So you were uh, saying, you listen to slow jams. Yeah, I listen to like slower music or music that's not going to get me too like going. Yeah. And then like right before, I'll listen to one song that's not like too too aggressive. Mm-hmm. And then because when you go out for layups and or for warm-ups, it's all hip-hop being played. And that's part of your warm-up. Yeah, because like you yeah, can't not hear it. It's right. blasting in the arena. Right. So I, I'm weird about music because it's just like at practice in the weight room, blasting hip-hop, on the court before practice, blasting hip-hop. Even sometimes when we have a drill where we don't have to talk a lot, we'll yeah. play music. What were the 1913 Celtics listening to? <laughs> <laughs> that's why the game was so much less aggressive. It was like, oh, my dolly, have you seen her lolly? And they're like doing gentle layups yeah. off the glass. I'm going to use all my basketball why. terms. <laughs> off the glass, Blake, in that square thing, try to aim for that square. Bank shot. Bank shot. Bank shot. What feels better, a three or a dunk? <laughs> it depends. Like a game-winning three is nothing better. Pretty cool, because because cool. sometimes I play basketball fantasies, mm-hmm. and I sometimes tire of uh, picturing myself dunking, and I go into a uh, three-point competition. Yeah, like a like you're walking somebody down, and then you just pull, shoo, oh, right in their face. You didn't even go where yeah. you, you acted like you were driving to Disneyland, yeah, and you pulled over the car. So I just ran away. into a field. <laughs> That's what a three is. <laughs> just threw it up. That's amazing. I want to relate this to comedy because I, I don't think it's weird at all that you're doing comedy. I think it's very there's similar things happening. Mm. And one of those things that you've already said is when I'm going to a show, I don't listen to music. On the way back, very, yeah. very loud hip hop. Really? Very, very loud hip hop. Because your adrenaline's against, already high. And you're I am like... You know what it feels like. It, I've well, I've never done cocaine, but it has to be what cocaine is. That that would explain Miami to me. Yeah, <laughs> if it feels like comedy, <laughs> I get Miami because yeah. it feels so good. And this is another fun Pete Holmes fun fact: is music with those beats elevates your heart rate to the beat of the music. Right. I'm sure somebody on your with a stethoscope knows that on your team. <laughs> the team doctor. <laughs> the team, team, the team doctor. doctor's like, all right, guys, we're listening to this music this season. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, but turn you, that slow shit off. So after, my question is, after do you listen to something crazier? I'll listen to whatever. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter to me afterwards. How does it feel? Does it feel like doing a great set? Like, is it just yes. everything's right with yes. the world? I, people always say, like, is it? are you comfortable on stage because you play basketball in front of so many people? And I am absolutely not. Mm-hmm. It is two totally different things. I'm terrified when I go on stage. Afterwards, if you have like one of those sets, I remember my first time in Montreal, I hosted the Midnight Surprise show. So I did five nights in a row. Tuesday went great. Uh, Tuesday went good. It was my first night. Wednesday was a little bit better. Same Thursday set? was pretty much the same set. Like a lot. Same audience? Different, no, 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 no different rotating. Audience. The Thursday set was like the best I had ever done that whole set you know what i mean and i came off stage and i was like this is what having a really good game feels like it's the exact same i if you said it's not the same i would be like you're not killing hard enough because the way that i feel after a good set Mm -hmm. especially again to make it athletic if it's a bad show 
Like David oh, Mamet yeah. has this great thing yeah. about a perfect baseball game. Like the team has to be down right. and then come back right. and then be down again right. and then come back. Like yeah. it's just like a movie. Yeah. If you watch any movie, I know, I know right. this is a yeah, production yeah. company. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah. They're winning. They're losing. Right. They're winning again. Then they have to lose to the point where you really think it's over. Yeah. This is why everyone's dying in the third act. They're dead. Right. And then somehow they come 100%. back. It's the same thing as a, as a game. And it's the same thing as a stand-up show. If everybody's doing really poorly or if I'm doing poorly, mm-hmm. then I bring it back. The high, I can't imagine anything better, which is why I believe that it is no. similar to something as superhuman as what you do. It, it has to be. I mean, it's – it's such a similar feeling and I don't think that I've ever – and I think that's why I keep coming back and doing more is because it's – and I only really do like comedy or stand-up stuff in the off season, and I think it's because maybe I like missed that yeah. feeling. Dude, you're setting yourself up for like a much happier retirement. Like when Jon Stewart was on The Daily Show, mm-hmm. I was never worried about him because I was like, he'll do stand-up. Right, right, right. Like, but those guys that go crazy – or or yeah. do drugs yeah. or get yeah. lots of different things. Yeah. That's a problem. One of the reasons why uh, substance abuse is a problem in comedy is because they get that feeling. So your body's like throw everything uh, to ten, yeah. and then a lot of Plus us you go mix like, that with being up at like to like one a.m. two right. a.m. every single night. And when we were in Montreal. I was up to like two a.m. every night just because, and not because I was like going out and doing stuff. I was just at a show and it wouldn't end until one thirty. That's I, right, you know. And then you're hanging out. Yeah. And I'm not a, especially now that I have a baby. I I go to bed early. I went right. to bed at ten o'clock last night. Yeah. But in Montreal, I was up till four. Yeah. Like when I saw you at the airport, I was like, right. "Did you go to sleep? Of course well, we didn't. Yeah. It's, it's eight in the morning. You just oh, stay up. That was a nightmare of a travel day. It was. A, were you on the flight that was delayed? Mm-hmm. How do you do with that? How do you how do you deal with that? I. Went to the airport. At, I rode with Neil. He was on it. Brennan. He was on a different flight, uh-huh. and uh, he was connecting in Vancouver. I was like, "Man, you should have got on the direct." Like, <laughs> he's like, "Yeah, it's all right. Maybe I'll change." It. He didn't end up changing it. I get to the airport, and the lady's like, uh, 45 minute delay." I was like, "All good." Yeah, I go grab some food. Yeah, she comes back. She's like, "You might want to get comfortable. It's delayed six hours." And I just, oh, I it was, yeah, it was, I was on this flight. It was a six hours. So t- I just went and found a recliner chair and I slept for four hours. It almost. I tried to do that too. I still remember the whole time a song was looping in my head. You know, when you're so tired yeah. and uncomfortable, yeah. and we're not in an NBA locker room, so chairs are for like mice. Yeah. We're, very, very we're, like, we're just going to do some tall talk. It's like in The Godfather. I'm going to speak to Michael in Italian. I'm going to speak to Blake in tall. Um, yeah, that was brutal. But I, I remember that day being – I was okay with it. I don't know why. Maybe it was because I was so tired or because we were still with friends. You said yeah, to me I, in an interview I watched you, you were like, the thing about the NBA, it's not just the games. It's the camaraderie. Yeah. So I have to imagine that appeals to you about stand-up as well. Is that like after the show? So we're all kind of on the same drug, right? Right. And we're all hanging out. Right. Although it's a drug that's not; it doesn't take you out of it. Even alcohol. I don't like talking to drunk people. I'll talk to anybody after they got off stage, like yeah. after a good show, right. especially if we were in it together. And you're kind of buzzing. Yeah. You have all this adrenaline to burn off, and you hang out, right. and eat, or whatever. That's super fun for me. Is that part of the appeal? Does that remind you of playing? Yes, the, the com- yes, the camaraderie for sure. The only thing about basketball is like you know, on your team, most people are experiencing the same wave. Interesting. You know what I mean? You so have you the same come, set. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could come off stage and you could have killed and the three people before you didn't and the yeah. person after you, you know, it's it, it's a it's an individual thing. Like we might go have a game 
where we lost and it was just we lost bad and we're all like in the same place. I mean, somebody might have had a good game, but when you lose, it doesn't, it doesn't really matter. matter. You know what I mean? That's super. That's why I stopped doing. Anybody that listens to this podcast knows that I'm about to say this. The reason I stopped doing improv was I couldn't. Again, I I'm I'm 40. Mm-hmm. 40 is the year of diagnosing. Mm-hmm. Like the first four decades was all the symptoms, mm-hmm. and now I'm just calling it. Right. I'm like, I have this. I have this. Right. I'm this way. So I am. Even though I am a sweetie too. I clearly have a part of me that's like competitive that yeah, wants yeah. to like rip into it and do it all the time. Yeah. And improv, I couldn't get over the fact that that my team often didn't want to rehearse as much as I did and then the uh, shows were yeah. only as good as like the the weakest yeah. people. Right. And I know that's kind of impolite to say, but is that frustrating? And name names, please. No. <laughs> uh, no, because I feel like from a from the time I was a kid, my dad is a basketball coach. Yeah. And from the time I started playing sports, he always stressed to me that as as if you are the best player on a team or you're one of the better players on a team, it's your job to lift people up. Yeah. It's your job to know that this guy doesn't do this well. Don't put him in that position. Or if you are going to put him in that position, put him in the best position to succeed. Uh-huh. Do you know what I mean? That's really so, kind. I love that. Yeah, yeah, it's like a, I mean, well, it's, it's, also, it's also just efficient. It's right. like how the You're team right, works. Right, exactly. And but it's, it's also it's, beautiful. It's, uh, and I'll say like the same thing. I, you know, I'll say that to the same, if my kid, if, if he decides to play sports and if he is one of those people, because it's a responsibility. You've been given this gift to be very good at this thing and you have to bring everybody along with you. You're only as weak as your, you're only as, Good as your good worst as, player. Good as your, you know, your worst player. But yeah. at the same time, like you have the ability to make those people better. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you're only as bad as full of shit your power forward is. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> or as right. ball hog. <laughs> you know, when we were roasting each other, yeah. do you remember this? Moses said, don't, don't hog the ball. They used a sports oh, term. because yeah, we kept going. <laughs> but they think they meant it. I don't think they said it because you were there. I think people just do that. Like I would have known what he meant. Right. right and in that right, right. situation, there was a there. There's like a courtesy to it, and we we Blake and I, as you know, I think KT, we roasted each other, and you wanted to do it sportsmanlike. You right, know what I mean? Right, yeah. Like clearly, I had too many jokes, but I didn't want to rattle too many off. And then Moses was like, "You're you're hogging the ball," and I was like, "Oh, interesting." <laughs> so there is this sort of civility to it. Yeah. But I think it's interesting that you're like, you are fortunate because I know, and I'm sure you grew up with kids that were really great. I'm going to sound so phony, but I'm going to say ball handlers or <laughs> yes. shooters. Yes. This is from video games. I'm yes, not, I'm yes, not, yes, yes. I'm not, as they say, fronting. <laughs> I know this stuff from video games. So they're good ball handlers and they're good uh, shooters, but they never broke six feet. <laughs> so there is right. just like a grace element right <laughs> where you're like right. there's nothing you can do oh yeah that's uh, the thing that i say in like one of my my uh, one of my bits is like athletes now are always like man i'm like i wasn't supposed to be here like you know like the, i came from nothing and now i'm here and it's like yeah you were you're six eight and you're like <laughs> the strongest person ever this is exactly what you're supposed to be doing <laughs> Like, don't say, and I, I would go on to say, like, I'm 6'10", 260 pounds, and all I had to do to get that was eat and go outside a little. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, it's true. It I was just, given I grew to you. The, Like, yes, yeah. you have to lift weights, and you have to do these yeah. things, 
But like, that's not hard. When when you have a person, a coach dedicated to telling you what weights to lift, putting the weights on there for you. You know what I mean? And hopefully that's why with your four salt water, like someone telling you what to eat. Right. Of course someone should tell you what to eat. I see that the same thing as like someone knowing how to light a scene in a show. Yeah, exactly. You're the thing. Exactly. So someone should motherfucking be telling you what to eat. Exactly. And if you don't do it, that's on you. Absolutely. Yeah. But the scene is easier to control than a person. I mean, like, I have to imagine, especially the way that we, you know, sort of worship celebrity just in general, Mm -hmm. but then especially athletic celebrity. Mm -hmm. It must be tempting as you get bigger. I I have a hard time imagining that coaches, let's take Michael Jordan, let's take everybody that's Mm -hmm. playing that you play with out of it. How do you tell Michael Jordan what to do? There has to be an element of humility yeah. That, main, that you maintain. It must yes. be hard for you. I mean, I don't know much about your career sports-wise, but it's just like you've done some stuff. You're a four-time and yeah. six, six, eighteen. No, I don't even 20, know. 20, I just I guess if you fun. don't know, I'll just make up a number. Yeah, yeah. You're a sixteen-time MVP. <laughs> you're the most valuable Blake. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, but you were saying when you were young and hungry, of course you're going to do what the coach tells you, and you're scared. Mm-hmm. And is it harder? To, and how do you maintain humility? Just talk about humility. That's because nobody's rapping about humility. Rap right. about humility. <laughs> That's okay. So I have this thing, right? Your talent level and your level of humility have to match. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and a lot so of times odd. they don't. Yeah. When you when your talent level and your hum, your level level of humility or I guess self awareness at the same time yeah. match, then you will continue to get better. Yeah. If your talent is up here and your humility is up here, you're gonna keep saying like, "Oh, I don't need to like," or your self awareness, "I don't need to work on this." When you so you can't really get better do you know yeah, what I mean? yeah yeah it's if necessary. your talent is down here and your humility i mean that's just you don't want to be too humble you're just either. a normal person <laughs> you're just a <laughs> well, person you need not to have the, what you're saying is it's, it's a little bit like a bell curve you, you don't want too little humility right but you also probably don't want too much we don't need for to sure. say that for sure everybody knows you need to have a certain level of confidence to do right almost anything but i think i think i'm i'm even trying to separate humility and confidence do you know mm. what i mean mm. like you can be confident in your still ability and still be humble yeah do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And I, I probably didn't explain that the right way, but it's in my mind those th- like those, the guys that are very, very good and get better for the most part are pretty humble. Mm. Like there was a kind of this new wave of guys, like the Kevin Durant's and the Steph Curry's and, and all those guys that had, had come into the NBA who are so good, and they're also pretty humble and self-aware of like what they are and what they aren't i feel like the parallel with comedy is crazy with what you just said i don't know who either of those men are but like i couldn't (laughs) two of the best you could show me five (laughs) photos if they're in basketball uniforms all of them i won't know who (laughs) those people are but like (laughs) i see that like with comedy self-awareness has just been turned up Mm -hmm. to quote bill burr it's like we all watched behind the music like everybody like the number of guys that I know that aren't doing, as I mentioned, cocaine, we're not going out and going nuts and like just burning it at both ends. Right. Everybody seems to understand like who are they, what do they want, how do you get it, what's the work required. I just yeah. see that even more in comedy, so it doesn't surprise yeah. me. I'm interested in. I'm very interested in like com- comedy work ethic because mm. that's not something I like. You don't really get to see that. Like I don't. I don't. How, how do you what's a comedy work ethic what are you doing are you watching stuff or are you just sitting down and thinking and like are you like trying to not thinking but like 
trying to write better and better and better and better in jokes? Or I think it's got to be that you tell me if it's the same. It's all about the environment that helps you think. You know what I mean? Like sometimes a, a car ride really helps me. Huh. Like I used to have to drive an hour and a half to Apatow's office. Yeah. And that's where I would have so many of these great ideas because you're occupying your motor skills. So your brain is sort of right. working in a different way. Right. So it would have these different thoughts. Okay. So when you have these thoughts, how do you – do you are you rec- – Texting it to myself. Okay. I use Siri and I, text, I say text Pete home. <laughs> Sometimes it doesn't know what I mean. I go, text me. Text me. <laughs> I'm very rude to Siri. Um, but yeah, like I thought of, it's not, it's not like the most genius joke in the world, but on the way here, and I thought about it, I was like, that's, it's because I was driving. I was thinking about playing peekaboo with my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, hide and seek is just open world peekaboo. And I was like, that's, yeah. that's it. That's, yeah. it's not like a amazing joke but i'm like that is a joke i could cherry pick and put in You've, my act yeah you'll find a way to make for that color better. it's just color right it's like i was playing uh hide and seek <clears throat> with my daughter as i call it open world peekaboo right. it's just a line right but it but that that's where it goes but watching comedy really just riles me up like i'll right. watch i'm gonna put this to you if you have an equivalent mm-hmm. i'll watch the guy before me to get me really antsy because usually i'll be like i can do better than this oh okay it'll so get me really whoever sits right before you caged animal yeah, yeah, yeah. style okay or sometimes it'll be chris rock and i'll go i'm gonna pretend right. i'm sick <laughs> <laughs> i'll watch the guy before him yeah. <laughs> you know i'm just gonna hope someone else <laughs> pops in before me and they're just trying it out um i guess the equivalent for me is like so like work ethic in the nba is like you obviously have to work out and you have to do your requirements hard and and very concentrated like this the more detailed you get in your workouts i think the the harder you work to me mm-hmm. so like if you're doing a move that you're working on and you're you're thinking okay my feet have to do this it when i do this like this you know like your yeah. body has to be in this sort and you go over like the smallest detail now that to me is like very, very, very hard work. It's like mental fitness. <clears throat> yeah, you can work hard and go hard in your workout. Right. And that's great. That's also working hard, but there's levels there's levels right. to this. But what about comedy? Where does where do your ideas come from? I see so you I'm don't not. know. <clears throat> so I'm I'm just like I mean you I, don't know I, yet. <clears throat> I will just think of something and I'll write it down in my notes folder or I'll text it myself. I'll write it down in my notes folder. And then I'll come back to like this whole notes folder. Sometimes I'm just like, oof, that was not good. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. No, and I I'll hear that. I'll just move on and like I'll erase it. But there, then there's sometimes. Don't erase it. Really? Oh, man. Sometimes 10 years later, you're like. Really? Interesting. <laughs> like you get. Interesting. There's this great uh, Mr. Show story mm-hmm. where Brian Bryden, Brian Posehn said some terrible sketch pitch and mm-hmm. then Bob Odenkirk was like, no, you're a funny guy. What did you mean by that? Like he said something really stupid uh, yeah, yeah. and they worked he on it. And they to, worked like, on up it. On it and they were like, like don't give up. You said that. You're funny. Why did you, almost like a coach. Why did you say that? That's interesting. And then they kept digging and they wrote one of their most classic sketches. So like I've, I'm very proud that like some of my, I'm trying to think of one. It doesn't really matter. But some of them took 10 years. Like I started doing it right. when my confidence wasn't ready. Right. And then 10 years later, I had the confidence required to make it work. Mm-hmm. Because the joke, actually part of what made the joke funny is how confidently I was doing a stupid joke. Right. Like that's what right. the joke yeah, yeah, was. Yeah, I got you. But I'm sure you run into everybody that tells you their their strategy on how many reps. We say reps, uh-huh. just like you guys with yeah, your yeah. squats and your burpees. Yeah, burpees. We, we say reps. <laughs> like like how often are you going up? Uh, 
like that that is the most interesting thing is like to me is how often do comedians go up like seinfeld's like i do three weekends a month and i'm like at that level he can do three weekends a month and then and then i you just got to find what works for you right how often do you get up to do comedy yeah oh not very i i don't i don't know if, uh, you might think that I'm doing way more than I no, do. No, I don't know. I know you're just kind of uh, getting into no, it. No, I just kind of like, I did Just for Laughs a couple years ago. And then since then, I just like, I really wanted to like, kind of like got the itch. Last summer for my charity show, I I did like sketches, like videos. Like I, I yeah. recorded stuff. So I did. I wasn't really doing stand-up. And this summer, I kind of wanted to do it. So I wrote and then I went up in LA a couple times. I went up in New York a couple times. And then I Where? did uh, in LA. Yeah, at West Side, uh-huh. at Neil's show. Neil's show. Yeah, um, and where in New York? The New York Comedy Store. Store? Cell- cellar? No, not the cellar. Oh Stand? My gosh. No, what is it? I have pictures of Stand myself. Stand of New York. The New York Comedy Broadway Comedy Club, Caroline's Comedy Club, UCB. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> it's uh, I can't I guess believe it, I it just doesn't blank on this. It doesn't really matter. It does matter. <laughs> Everything matters. It matters so much. Um, anyways, I went up there, and then I was—I felt like I was like ready for Montreal, you know. So, so you were like firing it up to get ready for comedy a thing. club, New York Comedy Club. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, but yeah, I was getting ready for Montreal. So you're doing it kind of more for like one-off things. So, but how long is the off season? Six months. I mean, it depends on you could how do far it. you're going you to shit done. Yeah, I could. But okay, I also, who cares? I have to like, I you know, be with your family. Yeah, I have a, some other stuff I got to do. Too. Like what? Burpees and <laughs> you got to stay fit. Yeah, I got to. Is that fit. true? I mean, yeah, I work out every day. I mean, that's got to be a thing. And then I have you know meetings here. I do podcasts here and there. Your own? Uh, I'm doing mine right now. What yeah, is that? I have ten episodes. Mine's on health and wellness. Really? So I got like offers to do. Um, you know, some like obviously sports podcasts and, and like a couple like comedy podcasts, but <clears throat> I just feel like there's so many of those that are already so good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And health and wellness has always been a big thing for me. I've all, I've like loved it. I was a health and exercise science major, uh, in college. And, and I feel like I know maybe a little bit more than the average person yeah. about health and wellness, but obviously Even not the average like, athlete. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because I take it very seriously. Yeah, um, I'd love to talk about that. And I loved. Yeah, of course. I was. I was just saying. What were you going to say though? And I loved. Um, doesn't and matter. See, people are going to go like, "I'm going to get tweets." <laughs> don't, don't I'm going to get tweets. It's fine. Uh, you know what? I, you know what? I'll, I'll come back. I to just it. don't go on Twitter, <laughs> and then <laughs> I don't go, get tweets. There you go. If you're getting too many tweets, just don't go on Twitter. Yeah. Um, I was going to say. I was just saying to Val the other day. I think it was yesterday. We were eating something healthy, and I was like, this is just weird. Like, this wasn't a part of my life growing Mm -hmm. up. And I remember, this might sound weird, but there was an athletic kid in my grade. Mm -hmm. This is like seventh grade, so pretty young, pretty formative. And his dad used to make him smoothies. And I was like, what? You mean mom? And you mean cereal? Like, I didn't understand. (laughs) Like, it just didn't compute. And I realized that that was like, that was kind of like love to me. If somebody made me something that was like, this is really good for you, that didn't come until later. And it was, and it was usually me. My parents were doing the best they could. I'm not shitting on them. They were giving you crystal meth. (laughs) (laughs) It was a cereal. Cocoa Cocoa Pebbles is crystal meth. We just lost the sponsor. Sorry, General Mills. (laughs) Um, 
Is it really that general? You make cereal. Uh, <laughs> you make bread products. Uh, it's pretty good. <laughs> I love doing Seinfeld. Though. That's really good. I love doing them all day. So what? I'm wondering if there was – where did you start getting into it? From my mom. Uh-huh. My mom's very, very healthy. She So I was like the kid who every morning my brother and I had to drink this stuff called barley green. Barley and green. And it's basically, it's basically like – Green juice. You know how everybody drinks green juice yeah. now? Yeah. My brother and I have basically been drinking that since we were like six years old every morning. Dude. And so I was like the healthy kid. We would take fish oil since we were young. Like my really? mom was like, especially for being in the middle of America, like where it's, things aren't quite as healthy. Right. Like she was like ahead of the curve for sure. And like how did she, she find it? She was just very interested in it. She was like a runner. Um, as like, she just, she ran, even like when she was pregnant with my brother, I remember she would like, I wasn't alive, but she would say she would like run even when he was, he, she was pregnant with him. She was just into it. And she's a a smart lady. She just like would buy nutrition books and like read them and like understand. And it was very important to her. What is the thing that people don't know? Like what, what do you, what did she get out of these books? What did you get? What are some of the things that you wish people knew? I think. She was onto something because there was a, uh, and I can't remember this guy's name, but he wrote a book about how if you cook your own food, you're going to be so much healthier. Yeah. Michael Pollan said that. <clears throat> Pollan. Is that? It's either Pollan or Pollan. But he was, that's in the movie Fed Up. Did you watch Fed Up? Oh, no. Um, Fed Up is the anti sugar movie, or, or, or I guess we could just say it's the sugar movie. It happens to present a lot of data that's anti sugar. Actually, I might have seen that. I've seen so many. Me too. So many. I know I don't look like. (laughs) I look like a guy who edited those movies, but I love those movies and I get a weird charge out of Mm -hmm. finding out shit that they're not telling us. Like it's almost like a true conspiracy. It's like they're feeding us like cotton seed oil. That's a byproduct of the cotton industry. That's not a food. They sold a cheap oil because it was the runoff from cotton. And they were like, like, you can w- fry stuff in this. And yeah. we were like, give it to the, the sheep. And it's cheaper. And it's fucking not food. Yeah. It's not – you shouldn't be eating this exactly. shit. It's, uh, I find those documentaries, like, they reset me. So once I me watch too. that, I, watch I will be so healthy <laughs> yeah. for, like, I don't know, however long. And just really be, like – dialed in on it and then you kind of like slip like naturally i think everybody kind of does unless you're like a psychopath that can do it all the time yeah and then i'll watch another one i'll be like yes i'm back i was picturing jimmy parr by the way i'm not tempted (laughs) i'm not tempted (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) no i'm fine actually he Um, was a he was a soft boy when he was growing up so i can't can't be him yeah i think he was a fat kid okay yeah so I'm totally with you i need to watch those movies once a year and in fed up michael Mm -hmm. pollan pollan said if you cook your own food, you're fine. It's yeah. like if if you're doing it, I used to have a bit. It never worked. It was about like we go to restaurants to have them cook for ways for us that we would never cook for ourselves. Yeah, it was like putting out a hit on a chicken. It's like I don't care what you do. I don't want to see it. I, Just bring, that's why it's in the back. T- tell me it's done, <laughs> <laughs> and then I'll eat it. Yeah. But you would never. <laughs> cook a piece of fish in a full stick of butter but they will right, right you don't care you're just like just just get it done it's back to the starbucks cookie you you're paying them to do what you want in a room where you can't see so you you're can eat it. paying them to hide bad things in food that's right 
That's exactly right. That's and that's most is. of the food industry. That's what you ever yeah. drive past a, I'm not going to get on a vegan thing. I'm just like a factory farm and you just smell blood. You're like, yeah. wow, <laughs> there's a whole world. Yeah. <laughs> like, again, no judgment. That's just, that's part of the circle of life, I suppose. Although yeah. I hate factory farms, but I'm just saying we want what we want, but we don't want to see yeah. how it's happening. And so, now that's what my mom, my mom would cook for us every night. Not, I mean, dude, that's crazy. Every, she would cook for us six nights out of the week wow you know what i mean and breakfast lunch dinner if we were home for all those. and she was making like a so not like a cereal breakfast no, like no, she no knew. like um but i mean she would like it wasn't like we were only eating like egg whites and like right. brown rice but it was she was like it'd be like we'd have like eggs and and but like protein turkey, yeah like turkey bacon and yeah. like some something else not sugar. oatmeal not, oatmeal was big in my house. Not a processed sugar puff treat. Right. Which is what we were all right. eating. Right. Thinking the food pyramid yeah. was our was I was just like reading the back of the box like, oh, it's got iron. <laughs> 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 so like that was how my mom, to me, was ahead of the curve. Yeah. And I say this again, we were in Oklahoma where you, you go to, uh, you know, I get spoiled because I live on the West Coast for half the time and, you know, I... The other half of the time I'm playing professional sports, so my yeah. diet is very like dialed in. Right. But you go to like some of these places in the middle of the country and like even you just go to a regular restaurant, the portions are so much bigger yeah. and so much unhealthier. Right. I just feel like my mom was ahead of the curve and she got yeah. me started on that. So now I enjoy eating healthy things. Did she I like lose a I'm not trying to be funny, did she no. lose a parent or something? Like where did this um, interest <laughs> like, No, I mean her her mother past uh like around the time i was born but she was already yeah you know being healthy before i that. guess it, it might have been interesting if there was like a reason or a trauma or if I she don't was bullied so. or something i don't know but it's interesting that she went this way i think she was just always i don't know that's a good question i've never really like dug it dug into it with, with her like why or how she got started on. i know she was just like very active yeah and i think a lot of times when you start being active or you're active, especially in your older years or your adulthood, I guess, yeah. then I think it, it, you're, you're more dialed in. You know what I mean? If you're like very active as a child, then you're just active as a child. Right. You know? Right. You got to do it when you're, yeah, brain but I don't know why formed. it started. Uh, that's a, what is, so other than cooking for yourself, cause I'm totally with you, you really have to go out of your way. Nobody mm -hmm. owns, so few people own a deep fryer. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, so it's exactly. really hard to make something that's going to be just as bad. Right. Or as, you're doing on the thing and you're having to like toss stuff in. It's like splattering. Yeah. It's like a war zone. I even heard somebody say that. They were like, if you make your own ice cream, like, and mm -hmm. how hard it is, like, yeah. you're not going to eat that much ice cream. You're right. going to make what you're going to make and you're going to eat it. And then you're, yeah, you're, you're not, not going to want to do that. Gallon tub of ice cream. Right. Probably. I would. I probably would. I can't handle it. But what are, what are some of the tips other than cooking for yourself? And I mean weird shit. You you eating blue-green algae? What are we doing? Where are you getting your B12, bro? You're probably eating venison. So we, we, would do like, we would do vitamins. We would I also do... mean you. Oh, now? Yeah. Let's oh, do a little now. sample of your podcast. Oh, man. B12 uh, injections? You doing vitamin drips? I'm not doing vitamin drips. I am. I am doing blends now for vitamins what so that instead of taking actual physical pills i'm doing they've uh they've basically put all your specific vitamins that you need and i do like blood tests so i know exactly what i need i'm not taking things yeah. that i'm my body naturally produces a lot of right i'm making sure that everything is in like the you know there's like the red yellow and green section when you get your blood test back i'm just making sure everything's in the green 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Or I guess it would be red, yellow, green, and then red again. Do you know Meaning because you get too much? Yeah. What is – I struggle with D because I don't eat yeah, yeah. dairy. A lot of people. Vitamin D. Hard to get yeah, that yeah. D. Yeah, yeah it's there's a joke here. Uh, we're better than that. We're both <laughs> no, no, better. No, no, than we're that. gonna keep, we're gonna keep moving as much as you want to come back to it. Just keep moving. Don't even look. Don't look in the rearview. Don't turn around, Pete. Dude, do you remember when we did our roast? You made a joke that you were like, "Shit, I shouldn't have said that joke." In in our when our roast, yes, yes, did yes, it go yes, away? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, because I I thought about that more. Yeah. Um, let's bring it back up. Let's yeah, let's bring it back up. What was the joke? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was fine. It was, fine. It, it, it was interesting. Let's let's talk a little bit about that. Unless you had a, a, a vitamin tip, no, you're, you're fine. You're you're doing great. I do want to know what <laughs> other weird shit you're doing. You get a blend. This is something. Uh, so shit, I guess somebody's like, I making like that. For you. I can't go and buy a blend. No, I mean you could you can make there's a company that does it. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. Right. Um, and I, I'll give you the information off air. Really? Yeah. yeah gotta get that. Want. I gotta get my if D. You, if you really want it, I definitely do. I've been taking. Um, I take my vitamins in like a gel form because it's really? bioavailable, lipospheric something. Okay. And I just feel like it gets into me. Do you enjoy better. taking it? Is it like. I enjoy, you know what Michael Pollan says too? He says, vitamins don't do shit. I don't, that, the jury's still kind of out on that yeah. one, but he's like, be the kind of person who takes vitamins. So like yeah. if the taking of the vitamins is part of the yeah. benefit of vitamins because you're, you're right. doing a thing like working out in the morning. I don't work out, but if I do and I do in the morning, I just have a great day. Yeah. I go around eating yeah. fucking peaches and yeah. do a I squats. always say that. Like if I didn't work out for a living, I would have to work out in the morning. Yeah. If I went all day at like my job, whatever it was. Yeah. And I had to go work out after that, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't do it. And mentally, is that giving you a huge benefit too? Yeah. Do you struggle with any depression or anxiety or anything? No, I never have. I feel like you have to be burning I that get, shit out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I get like some like like social anxiety of just being if I'm especially if I'm by myself out in like a public place, I get yeah. a little bit of that, but nothing well, we, nothing that's ever like really kept me from doing things. We know? talked about that cuz I was walking around with you and I was like, well the Sklar brothers or the Lucas brothers twins get noticed a lot. Mhm. And if you're a famous twin, you get noticed double much, mm-hmm. double much. And if, and you're, if you're 6'10", yeah. you get noticed. Yeah. And you're on, like, you're you're what I said. I was like, you're real famous. Like, I'm kind of like fun famous. <laughs> like, one out of 300 people <laughs> might, might know me. But, like, my dad knows who you are. And my dad is the guy who's going to come up and go, Blake, let me try. Like, he's, that is right, like right. a different level. Right. It's like an airplane. He's like, my dad says you're weak in the paint or whatever. Like they like right. they want to talk yeah, to you. Yeah. They feel like they own you. Like you like they, they that feel they, like they know you. Yeah, they own stock. Yeah. And I was you thinking are. about that today. I don't even know why. I, I think I, actually I don't know. I saw somebody driving, and I was thinking to myself that looks like the type of guy who would be walking by me with his girlfriend and say, "Yo, what up, Blake?" You know where I would <laughs> never do that to somebody I didn't know. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that's the type I was. I saw somebody. I was like, "That's the type of guy who would do that." And he did. And well, we were driving, so oh. he didn't. Oh, okay. I just like saw him in his. It was the. I completely like profiled this guy. That's so funny. <laughs> but I. But you're getting the data. Do you know what I mean? A lot of guys in, I don't know, Ed Hardy shirts and yeah, <laughs> throw like, you like a whatever. white BMW. You know what you I mean? See, like, we have different I profiles. Just, like, I know if you're a white dude with a beard. Very high yeah. chance. Yeah, yeah. It also depends on the neighborhood. Like if I'm yeah. in Williamsburg or if I'm in uh, Los mm-hmm. Feliz or somewhere mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. very good chance. If I'm in Beverly Hills, I walk around. Right, 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 right. I could, I could yell my name. <laughs> 
People like, be like, shut up. Yeah. Man. Are you a designer? We don't care. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh. But you're sort of famous everywhere. And that doesn't seem to impact your life. In I sort of have like, oh, I don't know. I, I sort of have like a triple thing. I obviously play sports. So people that are sports fans know me from that. I'm very tall. That hurts too. And I also don't look like very many people. Yeah. There's not a lot of people who look a lot like Except me. Except Seth Rogen if he was struck by magical lightning. <laughs> that was my joke. <laughs> that was good. Uh, you're, well, you're right. You're a unique dude. Yeah. Yeah. So like you, if, if I'm sitting down, you're like, Oof, I've never seen a person that looks like that before. That looks like yeah, me. It's, it's like lower, It's like a Dungeons and Dragons game. You'd be like, well, in the tavern, there's a t- yeah. six ten man. Exactly. So, I approach the man. <laughs> I roll three to discuss. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are. We just want to no. engage with you. Yeah. I. I mean, people sometimes yell at me from cars. That I mean, is this happening? Yeah. If you have a window, I have yeah. tinted windows. Yeah. So, but if I have my window down, yeah. Or just on the street, they're yelling. Oh yeah, in yeah, the car. yeah, for sure. Interesting. Yeah. What? Where did? Let's start with. I'm interested in when you realized you were funny early on. Like, what is your earliest funny memory? Uh, I mean, besides like doing stuff for your family. No, I mean, like, like I would as do like kid. impressions really? for my family. Oh yeah. Of them. Uh, of like people we knew. Eat your barley green. Yeah. <laughs> This is Find mom. mom. <laughs> Find him, Max. Um, I would do like people we knew. I would do. I used to. I used to love John Wayne movies. So, so you so do I would John do Wayne? like a John. I don't now, but I used to do it all That's the time so for funny. my parents. And like the bummer is, I don't know if I was actually good or my parents were like, "Oh, that's so good." You know yeah. what I mean? But I was convinced I was doing a perfect John but Wayne. Dude, I've been on this. On I've been on this lately. I I, I recently was um, on a talk show and I made a joke and one of the actors that was doing it too, like sort of made fun of my joke, like mm-hmm. sort of, he went, boom, boom, and I was like, oh. don't, don't do that. Oh. That's what I said. It's not a big was deal. Was he funny or no? He was all right, but, yeah. and it's not even, I've thought about it more. I got really heated about it yeah. because I'm like, there's a vulnerability to doing jokes and yeah. nobody's writing what I'm saying and I'm trying to entertain right, people. Right. So like honor, honor what I'm doing. Yeah. Like I know what I said wasn't that funny. He was right, but you don't have to show Were you saying it about him? No, 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 it wasn't oh, about him. It was just a joke. It was just a joke. And yeah, then that's, I started joking sucks. about how the joke didn't do well so i was already addressing how it didn't do well and then he went but and then i was like that is like uh, it's just a fragile thing yeah. so if a kid is doing an impression fucking i right if even if it's not that great you're right. just like when people make jokes to me i'm just like i just like jokes yeah people go like i'm sorry i made a bad joke i was like i like jokes i like that you tried right, to make a right, joke right yeah see that's how i am with comedy because yeah. i can I, I feel like I can appreciate such a wide range of styles in comedy. You know, like sometimes my friends, I'll be like, I'll try to, sh- I stop sh- trying to show my friends comedians uh-huh. unless I take them to like the sh- a show. Yeah. Because live comedy is just, everybody loves live comedy. You know yeah, what I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. But, a but I'll thing. show my friends like somebody who I really think is funny. Like, I'm trying to think of like a good example, like, Especially Gerard Carmichael, before like he really blew up. Yeah, I was like, you guys have to watch this guy. Gerard yeah, Carmichael. and he, and my friends like Gerard's were like, like a spectacle. Yeah, my friends were like, uh, like they didn't like him. Really? But like, just because like I'm not saying my friends have great com- comedy taste, but like a lot of times, just generally, people like the comedian, like the biggest comedians. Right. You know what I mean? No, I know. It's just like the. Dude, four- I was doing a show last night, and somebody I told him I was a stand-up, and they go, "Are you good?" Like, yeah. and I was like, 
This is so weird. <laughs> I don't know what to say. For the first time in my life, I understood the guys that sell out Madison Square Garden because then you can just say, I sold out Madison Square Garden. Right. That's the only time yeah. I've understood that. Because yeah. what I say is I've been doing it for 20 years, but that could mean a million things. It doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, don't, I also don't need to be impressing some random guy. Anybody that would yeah, ask that still, question it's is, like, that's such we're a not going to be friends. crazy question. It's like, a crazy question. It's insane. Do question. you get things like that? Are you good? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I was roasting, I said, is he good? <laughs> I, I had all these like Blake sucks at basketball jokes just, like based on nothing right. I was just like well yeah I'll do this he sucks at basketball yeah. and everyone's like those aren't gonna work <laughs> this is funny man like, like, <laughs> you should feel good about that a bunch of comedians were like he's so good a joke that he's not good won't work that means you're actually good I like that that's proof alright <laughs> I, I feel pretty good about myself cause if now. you were kinda bad it'd be like yeah some yeah, people yeah, will like yeah. it some people will like it all right. they don't like his this is where I would say his short game. Katie, help me out. I don't know. <laughs> they don't like the way he is in the middle part. In the, in the post. How much trouble would you get in if you kept shooting from the other side of the court? Like, just every time I got, I'd if you got the ball and you just—they're always probably, waiting until the last thirty seconds for those crazy things. Just out. do it in the. You get taken, you get taken out. out. Yeah. Really? Because then your efficiency drive. Basketball is all about numbers now. So, like, if you are not efficient at what you're doing, then you're not supposed to keep doing that. You have to do that's boring. Yeah. That's so good. like, you should. There's a, a a player efficiency rating PER, which basically compiles a whole bunch of different things, like everything you're able to do on the court that's a positive, and it gives you this rating. And so like the best players, obviously like LeBron and these guys are like, you know, they're they're top ten ever, top five ever. LeBron might be one or two ever. The guy from Trainwreck. Yes, yes. <laughs> Sorry, I keep forgetting. No, Put I these know in. LeBron is from rap. I figured you. <laughs> yeah, I figured you would know. Um, yeah. So you have to. You have to. You're thinking of your stats kind of while you're playing, and you don't want to. Yeah, not stats. necessarily that. I just know what my best area is. You know what I mean? But what if you could make one? Like <laughs> you always get to shoot those. Let at me the ask end you this. Here's a more sophisticated question. Mm-hmm. It's the beginning of the game, and you're just fucking slappy for some reason. You drank your Red Bull, yeah. and someone passes you the ball. Uh, your own teammate passes you the ball, and you're mm-hmm. out of bounds. <laughs> you know that moment? Yeah. yeah and then you come out, and you just shoot, but it goes in. How much trouble are you in? If it goes in, we'll probably watch it and film the next day. And, and <laughs> be like, what and, is... Yeah. That's the thing about <laughs> athletes, I guess, is like whenever I like... I really love con- like constructive criticism. I need people to tell me honestly what I did and what they think about it. Huh. And I, I, to me, you're doing me a disservice in sports if you don't tell me honestly what you think. Wow. Yeah. Because like we go play a game and then we watch film of that the next day and our coaches have to be brutally honest with us yeah. or we're not going to get better. Wow. You know what I mean? But so you have to be able to take that and not the next yeah, game be like, thinking the coach is going to see this and yeah, it could yeah. get you in your head. Yeah, and for sure sometimes it does, but most of the time when I mess up, I already know I messed up. Yeah. We're just going to talk about it the next day. Huh. So it would be like if you like go do a set, like you do do a show and there's like 10 people on, right? And the next day you all meet up and somebody's like somebody the comedy coach is like what could Pete have done better here? Yeah, you probably already know, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. You know, know like you. But oh, it would I still be. The, yeah, it would be it rough. Would, yeah, it it's, it kind of sucks. It's really hard. I actually just put in my calendar. Um, I do a monthly show at Largo, which you're mm-hmm. welcome to do. Oh, thanks. Largo Listen Day, because uh-huh. I found a free day, and I was like, you have to do it. 
Like I'm forcing you to do it. I have to give myself like special coffee or like maybe you can have a like I sometimes once a year I'll smoke a cigar. Smoke yeah, a cigar yeah. and listen to your sets. Just something huh. that will get you to do it because I need a coach. Yeah, yeah. Co- comedians would benefit. That's why we thrive when we get TV shows and someone like Judd is your coach oh, yeah, and he yeah. like forces you to look at what yeah. you're doing because most of the time we're just like a bunch of alcoholics running around like wild dogs. But does that help you with stand up? <laughs> Like does, does, does crashing help you with stand up? If I've said this before, if stand ups met in a room and talked about their sets, or at least just like watched footage and kind of discussed it yeah. in a polite way, like I'd be like, Bla- uh, "Can I give you a line? Yeah, or can yeah, I yeah, tell yeah. you something?" Because we get very sensitive. Mm-hmm. I'm very sensitive. Mm-hmm. I, while I like criticism, it needs to be from somebody that I think is ideally better than me, right. or right. or as good as me, or or pretty good <laughs> yeah that's why i will never i never once will ever I, I hear people do that all the time to comedians and it's just like ugh, give lines just, just people yeah like oh you should have said this well that's just like that's that what i love about the the art of roasting is that like we're all at a certain level and that's when you get to roast each other but then people on twitter will be like oh jeff ross a roasting guy i'm just gonna get on twitter and say that he's looks like a big toe or whatever right, right, that's right. not appropriate because right, right, right. you're supposed to be like inducted into the group mm-hmm. and that's what's really fun there's that sportsmanship there's that etiquette to right. it right um what were we talking about though uh, oh shooting long-range hoops oh, yeah. but it would stand up if we <laughs> applied some of this like watched our sets. Yeah. A lot of the guys that I know, like Aziz, did that a lot with like, and Gaffigan uh-huh. would really. Every time I saw Gaffigan, he had earbuds in and he was listening to his set from the night before. Yeah. And I was like, I have to, like I just said, put it in my calendar and force myself to listen. Huh. Where I'm like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. I could try and go like Pete. This is your work. That'll lead to these gigs. It'll lead to a special. Yeah. Or, or you'll. Just, it, it doesn't matter. It's so painful to watch myself. Yeah. And to listen to myself. That's uh, so I I do that whenever I do a set. I have like somebody, my brother normally will record it for me, and I'll just watch it. Like when, when I was the next, uh, maybe that night. Or see, maybe dude, the next day. you're an athlete. But that's like how I learn. Yeah, you know what I mean. If I can go see it, because like a lot of times, you, I forget. I forget things it's that, that I'm saying, or I'll forget what didn't work. And it's a great line in uh, comedian. Have you seen the documentary mm-hmm. comedian yeah. where? I think it's in the DVD commentary. That's how hard of a that's fan how, I am. That's how deep you went. That's how deep <laughs> I went. Both commentaries are good on that movie. And Colin Quinn said about Seinfeld, he was like, there's a guy, Seinfeld, mm. who writes, who like sits down and writes. And he was like, why would you do that? That was his attitude before Seinfeld broke. He was like, why would you do that if you can just coast? And so, like ninety nine percent of comedians are coasting. This is actually really? motivating you me. Not, you think that maybe many? not really, but back in the day, for oh, sure, okay. in the nineties, eighties, and nineties, yeah, I think so. And now, this is what I'm saying: Burr post behind the music. Like we're realizing, like you can give yourself these little advantages right. by doing. I'm you're motivating me to listen to my shit. Like yeah. I have to listen to the audio because yeah. I'll say a line. Sometimes I'll tape a special and realize I didn't say. The line. Right. Like, I forgot the line. Right. Brian Regan was going to sh- call one of his sets, somebody throw a tarp over me, but he <laughs> forgot to say, somebody throw a tarp over me. <laughs> I 
love that story. Of course, you, just, you, just, you have to say that. You, don't forget. You, you can't don't forget, forget to say. Somebody throw a tarp over me. So you know what that record's called? Brian Regan Live. <laughs> it was it was going to be called I, Brian I Regan, that. I, Somebody that, Throw a Tarp Over Me, so good. which is so That was funny. from a while ago. It's like, really a long old. Time ago. It's one of the best. I used to listen to my, I used to make my family listen to Brian Regan in the car. We would just like listen. Yes. And my family loved him because he was so, yes, he's like, he's you know, clean. very clean and like. Him and Hedberg were the two that I could put yeah, on with my in-laws yeah. and my, not my parents as much. Yeah. I, and, and my I'm, mom didn't get Mitch Hedberg though. Yeah. Because he's just like. I loved Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Brian Regan and, and Mitch Hedberg. Yeah, that's really funny. What was the first... Um, well, I don't want to forget to ask this, and I won't forget to ask you about comedy. I learned from interviewing Aaron Rodgers. We got we to get this out of the way. Have you ever seen a UFO? <laughs> no. Oh, man. No. I thought for a second you were going <laughs> to no. say yes. Did he say yes? It's in the first 10 minutes. Huh. And I don't do... This isn't that sort of... It's not a... Yeah. We're not trying to grab headlines, but everybody was picking that up, that Aaron Rodgers saw a UFO. No, no. But it's also just fucking interesting. Is there anything you're holding out on me? Have no, see, seen I a always ghost? say this. I'm a, no. I'm, You've I'm seen like a, a ghost. Never seen a ghost. You. What about a pet that you're like, I think the pet is in the room. <laughs> I, have, I have seen a pet in the room. I, I always say this. I'm That's... a very, like, boring per. Like, I don't, uh, there's not, like, th- I, it's not when I, you interview me. It's not that I'm trying to hold back like cool stuff. Oh, I don't feel like you're holding. I back. just like. I I'm don't, just like. Is there anything? Never you're seen an alien. Never seen a Mother ghost. Motherfucking Aaron Rodgers happened to be wearing a hat for Ancient Aliens, and that's how I knew. So I've learned my lesson. Okay. Always ask the bigger guests for their weird shit. Okay. <laughs> weird stuff, man. Don't like worry I'm about it. Did you ever think you were going to die? Have you ever thought you were going to die? Yes, one time I was in the ocean. Uh, messing around like on a surfboard. This was during the lockout. I was in Manhattan Beach. What's a lockout? Uh, oh, sorry. The, sorry. The NBA lockout. So, so like, a lockout, it, for me, it's when youth group locks the doors and we spend the night in the I gym. Lock in. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. I've but I, do, I wasn't I invited, know. so it was a lockout. <laughs> Everybody else was at the lock yeah. in. You were at yeah. the lockout. Yeah. I don't want to say I was an unpopular kid, but my church used to have a lockout. <laughs> okay. That doesn't make sense, but it's the only time it might work, and I did it. Um, the NBA lockout is where the owners and the players are at odds, and they have to agree on better terms for their collective bargaining agreement. You're on strike. Yes. Who was yes. on strike? You guys players were on strike for what? For better terms in a in cash. Our, yes, uh, a lot of things, but yeah. yes, cash is a big one. <laughs> when you're talking shit on the court, sidebar. Do you, talk do about you ever how say how make? much money you make? No. I think if that, you that's, really that's wanted to very, fuck with somebody, that's hacky. Is it? Yeah. Dude, I love it. There's an etiquette. It's unspoken. You don't it, go there. It's too. It's not funny. It's. Not I've good. never heard. Yeah, it's not good. Like because like it's if, you, be if I go, oh, I'm like you're ma- only making this, and then that guy comes out and like hits two shots in a row on me. Yeah. The, I just brought up something. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, that's, that's you might uh, actually motivate them real bad. Yeah. You want it to be a little bit. Yeah. Almost David Lynchian. You want to so, say some weird shit. The thing that I learned. <laughs> there's a guy named Tim Duncan who's like one of the best power forwards of all time. He played for the San Antonio Spurs. They won a bunch of championships. When I got into the league, he, that was like the first moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to play against Tim Duncan. Really? You know what I mean? I had this moment, and I'll never forget it. I, I was warming up, and I turned, and I saw him at the other end, and I just stopped. And I was looking at him, and I was like, oh, this is crazy. I've been watching this guy since in the NBA since I was eight years old. Wow. 
so he was we're like playing, playing in the game. Yeah, yeah, he played till he was thirty eight. Wow, I think Holy maybe shit. maybe still longer. good. Yeah, still good till the end of his career. Wow. Started all that. Whoa. Uh, no, he wasn't at the straight. same level at the very end as he was at a, in his prime, sure. obviously, but he was still good. And he would do this thing where you would like, you know, maybe you were lined up at the free throw line next to him and he would like look over at you and he'd be like, oh, not you again. Or he would say something where he was engaging you, but he also, he's very sarcastic too. And I, I love that. And like, he would just always mess with me and it would always make me be like, oh, man, Tim's a good guy. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and now I try to do that. Because that's Dude. that to me is better than like seeing like some young kid check in and be like try to like hit him hard or like you know right. try to like do like what other guys did to me when I came in. Dare I say, class? Yeah, like he has some class. <laughs> uh, yeah, a lot. He was funny, and it also he's because, because so by, good that he knows he doesn't have to do that. He can engage right. and by engaging you that way, he that's what's wrong with you. saying the money is that's desperate. It's not just hacky; yeah. it's desperate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to look like you don't need to brag. Yeah, that's one of the weird things in comedy too. Is like the dynamics with the ball breaking in the clubs changes when you get more clicks up a career ladder. Mm-hmm. Like I like I've I've been fortunate enough to notice that. Right. You know, like at a certain point certain guys mm-hmm. like if chris rock we said chris rock I, if i see chris rock at a club and he does some desperate imagine if chris rock was like 50 million right that's what <laughs> they gave me like yeah. i'd be like what the fuck is wrong with chris yeah. like there's a level you you want to be like what's his name the tim club. duncan you want to be duncan. like tim duncan yeah, yeah. and that's chris rock and if chris rock said you again yeah that yeah. would be so You're still cool. here but by making a joke you're already demonstrating so many things. I'm not yeah. nervous. Yeah. I'm cool. Yeah. Like I'm you're not gonna throw me. I'm having right. fun. Right. These are all great things. Yeah. So you almost died. Oh yeah. I was I was messing around on a surfboard when I shouldn't have been. The waves were like super hard and I came crashing down and like I was underwater. I don't know how long I was underwater for. It might have just been five seconds, but it felt like eternity. Yeah. And I was like, you know, when you, tr- I was like trying to reach to like feel the bottom or feel like my hand go. Oh, and no. I was reaching, reaching, reaching. Oh, sorry. I should have kept, kept the mic. No. Reaching, 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 and couldn't find it. And then all of a sudden, finally, when I like stopped I hate trying this story, to, by the way, this sucks. I finally like landed on the bottom. Like my butt hit the, hit the sand. And I got to my feet and I just pushed up as hard as I could, not knowing how deep it was. And got to the top and like was like gasping and just like went and went 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 in like lay, sat down on the sand and just oh, like sat there and thought that's my. like the closest I ever felt like I was. I I've also surfed a little bit mm-hmm. harder for tall, unbelievably hard, so hard for the tall. Yeah, when little people are like, I love skiing. Get out of here! Of you don't know what it's like for me. Sure, like, think about how hard it is to lay down and stand up just right here on yes. land for you and me. And that's what surfing is. That's surfing. Be laying and now stand. And also bounce. Like, it's impossible. I don't Isn't there anything that they like? Can the NBA or does the NBA ever go like, Blake, don't surf? Yeah. So uh, I said, can it they was do that? Lockout because I don't. We're not really allowed to, or we shouldn't really surf like during the seasons. Yeah, like we can't. Ride motorcycles, bungee jump, ski, skydive, snowboard. Uh, it's insurance, right? It's yeah, the it's same thing with Tom yeah. Cruise. Like yeah. I'm sure Tom Cruise. Well, he's yeah. always doing it in a yeah. movie. But at a certain point, they have to be like Tom. You can't play Russian roulette. <laughs> like <laughs> Tom, come on. It's a lot of people's jobs you're blowing away right. potentially. Um, what about showering? Do they? Is it in your contract how often you shower? Because no, if you didn't, you could be problem. very unpleasant to guard, right? Yeah, that's true. But also like. 
there are guys that that have a tinge to them. Really? Oh yeah. Let's go ahead and name some names. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> um, no, they're definitely or like some guys with like dreads that smell. Really? Like the big hair that they sure. really wash sure. that much. That's I think tough. I know that smell. Breath, bad breath, because you're sometimes you're like right up close to people, face to face. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. It's it's pretty intimate. Yeah, and you're just sweating. You're sweating. You're exercising you're with other with men. Each other. Yeah, is what you're doing. It's very. It's a little Athenian. Yeah, there's something <laughs> Athenian going. <Yeah>. On. <laughs> uh, we were talking about the first time you were funny. You didn't. I was going to tell you that the first place, one of the first places I was funny, was believe it or not at basketball camp, hmm. doing an impression of the coach, and everyone because. I don't know. I, I wasn't good at basketball. I wasn't bad either. Everybody was yeah. bad. We were children. But they were like, they cheered and they were like, Pete, get up and do it. And I would do it. And I actually yeah. got so nervous that I did a really bad job. Yeah. Because I oh, yeah. tensed up. Yeah, when you get put on the spot. I was like, yeah. ah. And I remember what I said and it wasn't that good. My brother was in the crowd and I was just like, ah. <laughs> it was not a pleasant memory, but it was necessary for me to realize that, like, Life goes on. You can yeah. bomb and everything's yeah, yeah, yeah. fine. That's why you don't go, but don't boom, because it's like, fuck you, at least I tried. Right, right. You're sitting on the ground. Exactly. I'm up here. Exactly. Doing Coach Farias. Yeah. Called, <laughs> he called the ball Rolly and he called the rim Stan. You, did you go to Bentley basketball camp? I did not. I missed that one. <laughs> well, that's weird. Because you're a professional. I thought maybe, <laughs> thought maybe you took it seriously. Jeez. So after you were funny and did impressions with your family, where did. Then it's just like you, it moves on to friends. And then like I would, I remember like making videos with our my parents like giant video like tape recorder the VHS yeah the VHS you know the big one that was like you put on your shoulder yeah Um, I would like prop them up on books and then I hit record scurry out of the room then come in talk to somebody off camera stop it rewind you know I'd have to in camera editing oh yeah nice bro I I mean yeah but it didn't come out too smooth of course not Um, do we still have these I don't think so Man, your dad watched fucking he re- Gunsmoke. Yeah, he recorded. <laughs> he recorded like one of my games over it. <laughs> Which was probably a better use of its of our time. Um, so I would do that, and then like around friends and stuff, and then I started doing like I would do like commercials here and there, and I only wanted to like really do like funny commercials. I didn't want to like do. I, yeah. I started doing these Kia car commercials, and I told him like when I went to meet with him, I was like, I I don't want to do like the commercial where it's like. Every day, so you know, yeah. so and so gets a, a, yeah. that's the excellence that we, <laughs> we require, you know, what the I mean? John Ham voice. Yeah, yeah, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to do something funny, and so we, I got excellent. to sit, in, <laughs> I, got, I got to sit in the room, and we got to come up with like the concept. And I was like, that is funny, yeah. And I and I kind of started realizing that I was like, there'd be four commercials that we had to shoot. Right. And I'd be like, these three are awesome. Can we change this one? And they're like, Oh, we love this one. And I'd be like, all right, we'd shoot them all. The three that I loved were awesome, were funny. And like, they turned out great. And the one that I didn't was everybody's least favorite one. You know what I mean? So I started realizing that like, you had good taste. Uh, maybe not that I just like things that are funny and I, I know what I think is funny. I don't necessarily think that I'm a funny person. I think that I know what I think is funny. I don't know if there's much of a difference there. Yeah. I I hear what you're saying. saying? No, I feel that same way. When when people say that I'm funny, I'm still sort of like, what? Like I get it. I make people laugh and I feel funny. I've sort of gotten over that. But for the first 10 years I was like, no, I'm trying to be funny. It's very different. And I think I know what's funny. Yeah. Like I think I'm discerning. Yeah. Like, I think I can look at something and go, that's It's just funny. weird for me because I see people and I'm like, he's funny. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. I guess they could feel the same way. But anyways, that's that's kind of how I started like doing this whole thing. And then I, you know, I, I like, I met Neil Brennan a long time ago and I would just kind of like. <laughs> that's my Chappelle calling Neil impression. Season four, man. Psych. Psych. <laughs> and then you do your Neil impression after he hears that. Oh, that's good, Pete. I can't really do it. <laughs> that's good. I was with Neil in Montreal and he got an ice cream cone. I said, aren't you vegan? He goes. I'm married. I'm not dead. <laughs> I love Neil. And you know what you might like about Neil that I like about Neil? Talking about constructive criticism. Yeah. He's the dude that's just going to be like, what are you doing? Yeah. He's a little Seinfeld. He's, that's, like, he, what he's helped me. He's Don't ever, that, since I started doing stand up, he's helped me. He yeah. helped me uh, the most. Nobody, I mean, he's, no, he's always whispering. Yeah. You're helping me find the impression. Nobody wants to hear about your, or, about your gym. Or he goes, that's <laughs> always, he, I that's know when he's about to why, correct. Yeah. It's very Seinfeld. He's about to correct what I just said. And when he gets into that, I know he's about to say something good. Yeah. And I like got my pen ready. I'm yeah. Like, Cause I'll tell him like, this is my joke or this is like the area that I yeah. want to be. And he's like, you can do that, and then he goes, but this, and then it's just a whole separate thought that I never thought about. Yeah. And it just opens up like a whole new – Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. be able to write without, you know, without help. Well, I mean, and also have a professional – am I saying this right? NBA mm-hmm. career? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The National yeah. ba- Basketball yeah, – is it helped. National Basketball Association? Yeah. yeah you did. You, right. hit the, you did. UPS. It. We're getting better. United? Nope. Universal? <laughs> No parcel <laughs> service. Oh, UPS. UPS. USPS. USPS. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah, we got it. Um, and then, what was the first time you did stand up? You wrote some stuff with Neil first, or you tried it first? I did like this open mic, like poet, like slam poetry thing that was a part of like a, a thing that I had to kind of like record. But I actually like went and did it at the Laugh Factory. So that was the first time I really like went up and did it. And then I kind of like got that itch to like do a little bit more. And then the next summer, I did. Uh, just for laughs. Okay, tell me about why. why I've told why? you, like, why, and I, I have my reasons why, and I don't think any of them are, are embarrassing. Mm-hmm. What are you looking for that you get from it? Because I'll, I'll just show my hand. I like feeling less alone if people hear my thoughts and mm-hmm. they laugh. I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, you thought that too. I also love being. I like the feedback. I like the praise. I, I get a rush from the risk of it. Are you an adrenaline guy? Yes. And also, are you solving any sort of secret insecurity that you think you have? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm insecure. I think like everybody else. I don't know that I have like a big like hidden thing. I, 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 and no, I'm I not even I going don't. for that juice. But like when you come off stage, you probably feel pretty set yeah. in your skin. And right? I guess the first time I did it, I was like, I was terrified to do it. I came off stage and I realized, oh, I can do that. Mm-hmm. Not like professionally and as like as well as other people, but like. Oh, I did it, and it was okay, as, as I guess what I I thought in my mind. Right. You know what I mean? I'm still okay. Right. And that made me more confident, like, as a person. It felt like I put another tool in my, like, things that I can do. It right. It helps me now because I, I always have to go talk and, like, you know, not necessarily give a speech, but I have to, like, I always have to be ready to, like, say things. Like you Channing I mean? Tatum and we saw that picture of Channing Tatum in your oh, office. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is that movie? It's a uh, fox catcher. Yeah. Remember he has to go and do those features? Yes, that part yes, is so, yes, yes. so brutal to me. Yes. Um, and like that was something that I did not look forward to at all. And the, like the now, speaking. yeah, speaking. Now like, anytime I had it, it's not that I love it. I know I can do it. Yeah. And I don't need to like 
prepare that much. I'm going to be like, all right, I'm going to save this. And then maybe I'll find a joke along the way and maybe I won't and it's okay. But you found a way to make something that you have to do fun and interesting. Easier. I can't – now that – I'm sorry I keep saying Jordan, but I can't picture him giving a speech. Yeah. I wonder if he ever found a way to like He's one of the more like charismatic NBA players. Oh, is he? Yeah. I've seen Space Jam. Yeah. He's all right. Thoughts? (laughs) Um, I thought the other characters were (laughs) – a little animated. A little more, okay, come on. Come a little more on. believable. Oh, my God. That's the roast joke. When you're the least believable actor in Space Jam, maybe it's not for you. Um, okay. All right. Um, yeah. that's. I don't know why I keep coming back to it. I think I really, like, I've always enjoyed watching stand-up, and I've always, like, I don't know, as a kid, did you watch stand-up? Yeah. And then did you always picture yourself being doing that being up there yeah it's there was a a hump i had to cross i have to imagine there was a similar thing for everything that you do where i had to realize that i wasn't allowing myself to fantasize about it like i was like oh that's for special people Uh, it's like driving in manhattan i used to think everybody that drove in manhattan was a special person like they know where all the streets are and i'm like no they're the same idiots they took a wrong turn in Jersey, and now they're, right. in, they're on Canal Street. <laughs> right. So I can do that, too. And so as it is with all the greats, like at some point, Pryor and Carlin yeah. were just scared open micers. So was yeah. Seinfeld. And like, yeah. these are regular people. Seinfeld talks about that. There's a pressure the first time you're brought up as a comedian, you're introduced as a comedian. You've never done it. But you're like, right. this next comedian, you've never done it. Right. So like you, I found there was a real value in green lighting my ambition and my dream to myself so there was a period where i would watch Pryor and seinfeld and cosby and all these guys i uh, noted um <laughs> whenever i say cosby i have to be like I I, noted. yeah i used to always people would always ask me about like what my interest from comedy like how i got started in liking comedy i would say i would watch saturday night live with my dad we'd watch the cosby show every night yeah. and then i said it in an interview and i just had to oh yeah you know like you can take that from me i'm sure you guys all get press training you just go like controversy noted yeah that was crazy i'm sorry i cut you off go ahead not at all i feel the same way we all feel that sort of burden yeah that burden it's a small burden but like we feel the responsibility to yeah. mention that we know that what we're talking about is complicated um but yeah i would watch it like studying what they were doing yeah but the problem is is nobody watches tapes of open micers that's why it's so much more valuable right. to go and see amateurs yeah and study them and yeah. study the best amateur because mm-hmm. if you study a really really great guy or a great woman you're going to go up and do what they did mm-hmm. and that might not work if you're not performing for two thousand fans that already right. love you when i was writing my first um my first like set i remember like being like really frustrated with like I thought I had all these things in my notes folder that like just didn't come together right. You know, I remember watching like stumbled upon this Seth Rogen interview where he was saying when he started doing stand up, I think in Canada, he was like 13 years old. He like started writing and he came out and he did all these jokes and he like bombed and he came off stage and a comedian said to him like, "Like you're 13." He's like, "Yeah." He's like, write about thirteen-year-old shit. That's so funny. Like, don't write, don't write these adult jokes. Yeah. Write about going to summer, like Jewish camp or like whatever yeah. it is. And he said he went back and he like rewrote, like I guess a bunch of stuff be- around who yeah. he was, and it worked. And like, that's brilliant. It made me be like, why am I? Because I thought like, don't talk about basketball stuff. And it made me be like, why am I not talking about like just find a way to right. to 
that's when Neil comes in and goes, uh, talk about basketball. Yeah, yeah. Like people, there's a, there's a game of, of meeting expectations and betraying expectations. Mm-hmm. So uh, I would never ask you to do this. I think it's a bad idea. But you could go up, never talk about basketball, really Chris Gaines it, right. you know, like Garth Brooks's right. alter ego, right. and be filthy. And yeah. people would be like, wow. That's a choice. But it's so much funnier to me to like walk. Like, for example, I look like a friendly guy. So I lean into that most of the time. And then every once in a while, I'll do a bit right. about like, you know, saying to my father-in-law, I fuck your daughter. Like, that's a really right. dirty right. joke. But I think it's really fun. And it's kind of going against type. Yeah. It's the same thing we're all doing. Yeah. But I think it's like, for me, I think it was a good like lesson to not be like afraid to like talk about basketball i just have to make what i'm saying about basketball so basically everything whenever i talk about basketball it's like you guys are crazy for thinking that we are like as cool and awesome as we are yeah people do and it's like i've seen i've seen my teammate eat seven hot dogs before a game (laughs) just because he forgot to set his alarm because he didn't know what time the game started you know i mean like it's like my whole bit is like (laughs) We are stupid people. We are yeah. not like these people yes. that we, sh- we your our posters shouldn't be up in your, that in your is house. So you, know, you shouldn't funny. be following us on Instagram. That like, is so you know. Funny. So it's like you find. I found I can talk about basketball, but if I do it in the right way, it doesn't come across as like hacky or like right. You just have to talk about it in the way that you. That is, we're back at Brian Regan. You can talk about airline travel if you do it from a unique place, and yeah. and if you're doing it from who you really are it'll be yeah. unique yeah you can't help it yeah that's also a bill hicks thing the more you are yourself the more you're unlike anybody else because right. nobody's exactly right. like you yeah. which is obviously but I, I i think that's super fun that you're finding a way to joke about it because if you didn't everyone would be very disappointed yeah but it is weird like just because you're good at basketball people project all of these values onto you mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's like actors Mm-hmm. Like because Keanu Reeves is, I think Keanu Reeves actually is a great guy, but we'll use him as an example right. because he's such an awesome action star. Yeah. We're like, he must be an, also an awesome guy. Right. But that's why it's so funny when we find out that they're like, right. you know, sure. doing some sketchy shit. But For basketball sure. players have to be, have to feel like that. Yeah, there's, yeah, I find <clears throat> that the guys who are more likable on like social media and like more have their social media life more put together are the opposite in real life oh really you know what I mean? that's so funny i always feel like that i, I guess i i also say that because i just like don't do that much on social media right but you gotta like i don't know i i, I see guys in like just these set up like softball interviews and you're like yeah of course they came across cool like go sit down and talk for like I want to hear. I want to hear you go sit down and talk for two hours, right? And not have like a thing where you're like, "Can you edit that out?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know like, what I mean? Whoops, dude. That's the same way with comedians. Like, you need. A, that's why this this podcast is so long because it's the second hour, right? That's interesting, right, right? Anybody can bullshit for an hour. Right. Be like, you know, the coach is great, the team is great. Yeah, We're, yeah, it's all about discipline. Yeah. It's in the second hour where somebody. We're not trying to trick anybody, but you'll actually get to know them a little bit better. Yeah. Um, so who do you hate? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Here we go. I'm just kidding. How we always talk about the meaning of life on this show. I don't know. Do you know that? Are you familiar with do this I, podcast in that yeah, way? Yeah, I've seen. I've seen episodes. I, I that it wasn't that. It's it's more like I hope I'm not 
trick, uh, surprising you. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned that you were from the Bible Belt. Were you mm-hmm. raised religious? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, Christ- what kind? Christian. What kind of Christian? Um, like when I say non-denominational, you know how non-denominational yeah. is a denomination. It's like evangelical. Right. Yeah. So it was like it was this church uh, called Life Church, which is now huge. Um, when I started going to it, it was like one campus, two um, two services on Sunday, and mm-hmm. now it's like it's. I don't know the numbers now, but it is ginormous. And really it scares me. Really, um, just because those mega churches like just get. It's just. It's not Osteen levels. No, it? It, not Osteen level, but it is. It's got to be like. It has to be like top three. Really, I could be wrong. So I mean, thousands. It is every yeah. service. Yeah. Oh yeah. Really. It is like, I want to say probably like thirty campuses, and it might that might be too low. Wow. But you were in. You liked life before it was cool. Yeah, I was. So, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm a you're a church Christian. <laughs> <laughs> I was into this before. I was into Jesus before he was cool. That's what the disciples Not said. Not everybody was talking about Jesus when I liked him. Dude, you could tweet that. I was into Jesus before he was cool. Hipster John the Baptist. That's a hit tweet. That's a, it's a hit tweet. tweet. You gotta stay off Twitter. But uh, why? Oh, yeah. You could. Nothing. Mentions, man. I'm the same way. Like during the season, I stay off Twitter because I don't want to see the bad tweets. Well, I was going to ask how you tune it out because that the thing that's different about your world is that like someone can have a second or third row seat and just yell and you can hear them. And like you when don't I've been have the ability to go back at them, them. Yeah. and you can't go back at them, yeah. you can't mute them. Yeah, I think that is some. Do you have techniques? Are you breathing? Are you staying focused? Are you trying to no, convert I, it into? Positive? I never look their way. Yeah. And then sometimes if like some players game, do though, right? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Some are like for sure. <laughs> really? Do they like go in the stands and stuff? Yeah, I gotta be so. watching well, basketball. Yeah. Really? Uh, not. That's happened like in the last like twenty years. That's happened once, and it was a huge thing. It was called the malice. Of the, it was actually the Detroit Pistons were playing Indiana Pacers, and like some guys went into the stands, guys were fighting each other, guys were fighting fans, and like some guys got suspended for like 60 games. Like It was a huge, huge, huge deal. The players that sort of instigated it yeah, by yeah, going yeah, in the, yeah, all got, the players got suspended did, yeah. 60 yeah, games? Yeah. I want to say maybe one got suspended for a full season. I don't remember. Whoa. Um, Ron Artest. Crane you know? kick? <laughs> <laughs> I know that name probably yeah, because of this. He was one of the ones that like went up into the stands. He was like, it was a big fight on the court. He went and laid down on like the scores table, like at kind of like, you know, doing like a thing. And somebody threw a cup of beer from the stands and it like hit him on the chest. It was already like mayhem in, in on the court and like oh. the arena. And right. he just got up and went up into the stands and like went after this dude. So he uh, saw who it was. I don't. What I'm face sh- do you make after you hit an NBA player with a glass of beer? <laughs> you do yeah, like the collar pull. Ooh. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't think I was that good at tossing beer. And then he fought this person. Yeah, I don't think they actually really connected well, but um, like nobody really got seriously injured. I don't think. How can you be fighting when your hands like if you broke your hand? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like if the thing that made me funny was also the thing that I punched with, I would be Gandhi. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'd just be like, I'd only roast people. Like I'd just do, and you could. Yeah. Would you get, you'd get in trouble if you verbally engaged though, right? Yeah. Guys, guys will say something and they'll get in trouble sometimes. They'll get fined and stuff. But it sucks that that's part of the game. Like you'd think there'd be 
I, again, I couldn't be more out of touch, but you'd think there would be some sort of marshalling of like, yeah, don't yell at the bears at the zoo yeah. and don't po- – not that you guys are animals. That's, no, saying, that's like, how don't. we always feel. Is like we, guys always talk about it like we feel like – Dude, that's how I feel on zoo. stage. If somebody's – if somebody – I remember somebody blew smoke at me in the early 2000s when you could smoke. And oh, I was yeah. like, that felt like really aggressive yeah. and dehumanizing. Yeah. And there's nothing I can do because nobody even – this is the worst part, not to make it worse for you, but like nobody knows what you know. Nobody sees what you see. Like to, right. to you – you're a crazy person going after one guy. It's like a heckler. Right. But you heard him. So anyway, yeah. but you have to, how do you tune it out? I just never look in that direction until maybe like the end of the game. If we're like winning or I had like a good and game and you know, you kind of give him a look like <laughs> that, to, that to me is like the best. But if you respond to other king. people will do it more. Yes. You know what I mean? You just give a little, what now? Yeah. What now, baby? Mm-hmm. Can you do a 360 dunk? <laughs> yes i can i can how many degrees can you dunk i don't know i haven't really tried more than here's a real question mm-hmm. at a certain point would too many spins start to look like the ballet and they wouldn't like it like all yeah, the macho I think, fans i think too many too many spins it's a hard to count so it's like if you're watching in the game you're like what do you, you just do you know i've seen like a guy do like Dude. a crazy one like 520 or something like that this and is a principle like, in magic. You don't want the magic trick to be too un- understandable. Yeah. You want it to be simple enough that they go, he spun twice. Right. Like, that's <laughs> exactly. good. Three spins, you're like, I don't know. It there might was- as well have been two. <laughs> <laughs> it was and two. that's why I only do three spins. That's funny. <laughs> Does dunking put you in a good mood? For real. Yeah, like a really good dunk. I don't like dunk as much anymore. I used I used to dunk a lot more now. Just, if you were alone in a basketball stadium and there was a ball, would you dunk or does it hurt your hands? No, it doesn't really hurt your hands, but no, I'd probably just like mess around. Like sh- I'd probably dunk one or two, but not, <laughs> no, not like crazy ones. Just like, you know, just kind of go up. And- I just think it's funny if you can dunk and you're not dunking. That's an interesting choice. Yeah. But it's also like working on – I now in like my later years, like working on like the shot, the tougher shots are like the – More interesting. Ones, yeah, it's more interesting See, you're like a me. stand-up, man. Yeah. Like that's like a – maybe a dunk is like a one-liner or like a perfect one. And now right, I'm like, right. I really want to like excavate the deeper corners of my psyche. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, and they're like, yeah. oh, you've been doing stand-up for 20 years. Right. How long have you been playing professionally? Professionally 10 years. That's about right. Yeah. You're trying to get more interesting. So anyway, Life Church big church when you were yeah, a kid no. how was god and everything explained to you and i'm only asking because i'm curious where you are now um, so you can just tell me where you are now or you can take me through what you thought and how it evolved or if it's the same it's one answer i still like the idea of believing in like somebody like, like god like god yeah. you know what i mean like i, I you i and i don't like really you know judge this is a people. safe space right yeah <laughs> I, it's not this isn't the part of the show where i'm like Get real. <laughs> New rule. Blake Griffin, you can't believe in a God if you're going to shoot like that in the playoffs. It's not that You true. don't believe. <laughs> um, you can believe anything. So you believe in a God. You like it. It serves yeah, your life. Yeah. And like if you don't, fine. But like I like it and it makes me like it gives me something bigger. Higher power. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Dude, there's psychology studies. Dr. Drew did this podcast and he was like, I don't believe in God. He's like, I really wish I did. 
because he's been with so many people dying and he's like the people who believe in God <laughs> just psychologically yeah, yeah. they're like here we go yeah. like I'm going somewhere better that's yeah. just like one example yeah. but there's countless like Tony Robbins talks I know scandal also acknowledged right. but he also talked about like having a higher power day to day moment to moment how you are in a coffee bean how you are in your car mm-hmm. certainly how you mm-hmm. are in a game how you are on stage changes if you just look at the world as if you're a part of something big mm-hmm. and mysterious, mm-hmm. which is different than going like, and eh, we're all just here eating peanuts or whatever. Right. And, and so I, I, I still, I still believe that I have, I now like have such a, like, I went to a Christian school growing up. Which one? College? Was, uh, no, no, no. Like a grade uh, school. Yeah. Grade school. Like it was, it was K through 12. Wow. My school. Um, Bible courses. Yes. Religion chapel. courses, so we would, yeah, we'd have chapel on Wednesdays. We'd have Bible courses, and we would learn about other religions as well because they mm-hmm. wanted you to be able to refute. Oh, to refute! I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, cool. And yeah, then no, it refute. wasn't like it was. Yeah, you ranked them from wrong to wrongest. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I, I mean, and that's fine. I mean, that's so much a part of Western Christianity is to defend mm-hmm. how this one is true and how others aren't true. Yeah, my issue now with Christianity is just. I just don't understand how a religion that is following somebody who stood for these things in the Bible, you know, they would talk about Jesus would, would, he would eat with like the lep, the sinners, the 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 prostitutes, the the thieves. yeah. And yet in the Bible, I'm not saying this is my belief, but in the Bible or at least Christians believe that, say, for instance, homosexuality is a sin. Dude. But then you can't accept you. Well, I don't get it. Why? Right. Why can this person who you're supposed to be following do these things? Yeah. But you can't. Dude, don't get me. You know what I mean? Don't I, get me started. I, I mean, just, do get me started. It's my favorite yeah, thing to talk about. I'm just so put off by all that that, like, I don't know. And it, it's a bummer to say, like, but it's just it, uh, having grown up around all that. And being immersed in it so much because you're not only Sunday, but Monday through Friday for me, and again on Wednesday, you know, mm-hmm. going to chapel, I just don't understand how that makes any sense. Yeah. And that's only just one example. There's a lot of things. Can so, I? Yeah, go yeah, for it. I'll just put this to you. So one of it's it maybe my greatest joy in life mm-hmm. is realizing to me that what Jesus is saying and what all of the great teachers are saying Mm -hmm. all of spirituality boils down to you are not all of these transitory things that are passing all these false identities including your sexuality including your profession Mm -hmm. including your income including where you're from and your family and it's like who you are is that indwelling what we would call the holy spirit in the christian tradition or the atman or the buddha nature Mm -hmm. the inward divinity that's who you really are and jesus is going around saying Look, it's not about who looks holy, who's in the temple, because I'm kicking it with these guys. I'm eating with these guys. I'm hanging out with Mary Magdalene, all this stuff, because he's trying to demonstrate that we're all in one thing together, that there's one game happening, and we're all equal, beautiful, dignified participants. And we've taken it. That message, Jesus never came to create a religion. He came to reform. He came to be a person, but he reformed Judaism. Mm-hmm. He was trying to correct some wrong thinking in Judaism. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying he was a Jew. He was trying to right, change right. the way they went about sure, being Jewish. Yeah. That sounded anti-Semitic. I just meant he went to <laughs> change the way that he was Jewish and how others were Jewish in the religious sense. 
And then that got turned into a religion because we can't, it goes back to competition and ego and yeah. we want to be the winners and we want to prove that others are wrong. And that's why schools are teaching you instead of what Jesus would have done, in my opinion, this is the, uh, the interconnectivity of these faiths. Mm-hmm. We're saying, here's how to debate with these faiths to prove that they're wrong and you're right, which is an ego trip. Who is proving who is wrong? Who, what is behind that debate? Right. There's this, there's this still quiet place in you, in you, in me that has nothing to do with all of these identities and these words and these labels that we put on ourselves because all of that is passing away. Exactly. And that's what Jesus is saying when he's kicking it with a tax collector. He's like, you can't see past tax collector? Right. And you're saying the same. I'm all excited. You're saying the same motherfucking thing. You can't see past someone's sexual orientation? Right. That has absolutely zero effect on you. Right. Not a not at all. Like I like – noted scandal but yeah louis ck has the thing where he's talking no, about scandal noted we need a button <laughs> scandal, scandal noted. noted blake griffin officially <laughs> the views of blake griffin do not endorse where i'm gonna i'm gonna butcher this this bit but basically it's like are like are gay people trying to come up and like just fuck you all the time like are they, you really know what i mean funny. like no absolutely not They're right just, i i just i can't really like wrap my head around hating someone who has no ill will. Well, no. what always happens? Somebody who's really, really anti-gay. What happens? You know. Oh, exactly. And that is just crazy it's, to me. That's we're it's a, not crazy. It makes sense. But we can't love ourselves. So Jesus is saying, "Love your neighbor as yeah, you love yourself." Yeah. Loving yourself is a part of that. Yeah. Loving who you really are, being yeah. detached yeah. from all of those labels and those identities, and getting in the real core yeah. of it. But we can't do that, so we're afraid. And we're angry, and we take that out, that fear and that anger out. Yeah. Of it's so the the I've read the a story about the there was a lawyer who predominantly fought against um, gay rights, and it, he turned out to be gay. And yeah. it's like you could do anything you wanted. Yeah, you could fight against anything. Yeah, and you chose Corruption, that, and greed. you were that. Yeah. I just it, it's. And it, the idea that other people probably made him feel that way, yeah. that he needed to do that. Well, that's hurt people, hurt people. That's for real. Just, Somebody yeah. yeah, taught that person and to hate himself. It, and most likely, I don't know this, but I'm just assuming, most likely it was through religion. Yes. Which I just have a hard time saying that, yeah, I'm this, and like, that's doing that to people. Well, that's why that is maybe the biggest passion of my life, other than being mean Pete and killing some <laughs> roasts. Roast. I'm just kidding. <laughs> mean Pete. Well, can I tell you actually what I love about roasts? Is if I'm making fun, because at roasts we make jokes that are racial, we make jokes mm-hmm. that are like certainly questionable when it comes to like, I, I, somebody, um, I wrote a joke, it doesn't matter that I wrote it, but somebody called um, Jimmy Carr gay Doctor Strange. Is it okay to call somebody gay? No, but like we're just sort of making fun right, of fucking right, everything. Right. And then you enter into this space where nothing is taken seriously or preciously. Yeah. And then this, is, this might just be me. The more we tear down what I would call the false self. So mm-hmm. in a roast, I'm supposed to respect you because you're a famous basketball player and then I don't. Isn't that fun? Yeah. It's, it's titillating, but it's also you laughing at it. I'm being real. I think churches, if they were funny, would get a lot out of roasting themselves, roasting the pastor, roasting right. the choir yeah. leader, roasting. Because you need to – Richard Rohr, who I love, mm-hmm. and if you're down with Jesus <laughs> or, in, or Jesus interested, yeah. he's your dude. He's incredible. And he says that the true self, what I'm saying, like your soul, like the, the quiet place that's observing Blake – 
not right. the the thoughts and yeah, the yeah. story of Blake, but the thing that's looking at your eyes is unoffendable. I'm like this motherfucker. Yeah. So that's when someone cool. offends me, that's where I see that's where, where my work is. I need to let go of that. Yeah. I'm taking myself too seriously. I'm being too precious. I'm being too in the world or I'm being too of the world. So I think roasts can be really actually spiritually helpful. A hundred percent. Cause if I, you can make fun, like, dude, I know some hardcore motherfucking badass Buddhists. You can't annoy them, yeah. let alone offend yeah. them. And, because they're just la- they're just giggling. Buddha, it seems like you know, but Buddhism is sort of the opposite of religion. It you know what I mean? There's no deity. There, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. It's just being in this place, right? But it's a lot which like is, waking up to the idea that nothing is happening, right? That's sort yeah, of yeah, here's yeah. Buddhism. Nothing's happening, <laughs> and that's freedom. Is when you just yeah. go like, why am I so? Like, I feel like my dad right now is ignoring me because I think I hurt his feelings because I didn't reply to a text that hurt my feelings. So I ignored it. And now I think mm-hmm. he's mad at me. And I get really caught up in that. And I just go like, I get Buddhist about it. And I go, nothing is happening. Yeah. And just try and find compassion. Yeah. For every, every- <clears throat> I'm not, I'm not like Buddhist or anything like that. But I think as I've gotten older, I've gotten to a place where I'm, things don't bother me quite as much. And like, I love that because yes. As I get to that place, I feel better just every day. That's right. Like I, I would always – I said this to a reporter last year. He was doing kind of like an in-depth thing. He came to my house and he was like, you know, you seem like not happier, but you seem more like just like – Aquinas. Yes. And I used to like <laughs> – you know, I, I'd, I'd like – you try not to read things that, that people write about you, but it's sometimes it's impossible, especially with Twitter and Instagram and all this. I can just be on the Instagram Explorer page and see like a quote about me. Right. You know what I mean? That right. somebody wrote. Dude, and, I'll be watching random YouTube videos and I'll be in them and I'm like, this is fucking weird. Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Like, exactly. I'm like, that could have been a really mean thing. Like, yeah. I'm no Pete Holmes. Yeah. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> but I was just a guy on YouTube. Yeah. So you must have that times a billion. Keep going. Right. So, and and now I've gotten to a place where if I see that, I'm just like, eh. Beautiful. But I used to be like, I'm not talking to this person anymore. Yes. You know what I mean? And, Sometimes and like, the way out is through. It's like playing yeah. the game so hard, becoming Blake Griffin so hard that you actually let go of it. Yeah. To freedom. Yeah. That's what I think these teachers are yeah. about is, is, is liberation. And that's the most freeing thing is knowing that I'm pretty much – I'm in control of my feelings. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I'm, I'm in control of how I react to that's things. It. You know what I mean? Not necessarily my feelings because they are my feelings. Ryan Holiday is, yeah. is listening and he's going, that's <laughs> stoicism. And he and I have been texting lately and he's like, this, Marcus Aurelius was writing – uh, what they said in Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes is the book of the yes. Bible. It's in the Old Testament that's just like everything passes mm-hmm. and everything goes. And that was Marcus Aurelius. He's just going like, I can't control the world. We're all doomed. Mm-hmm. We're all going to die. That's mm-hmm. also a very Buddhist thing. It's like they, they meditate in cemeteries to like yeah. dwell on impermanence because that's where freedom is. Yeah. I, I'm mad about my dad's text or, or just a simple practice. What were you mad about or anxious about a year ago? You can't even remember right. a week ago. Right. It's just your brain. And it probably worked out fine. And it's probably fine. And your brain is just like addicted. It, it, it's like a mental mm-hmm. illness. Like yeah. your brain takes over your being. You're not your thoughts. You're not your brain. You're not what people say about you. Yeah. You're not even what happens to you. You're the thing watching that happen. And the more I can sit in that place, and it seems like you're doing this, whether or not you put this language to it, you're just not as affected. Yeah. And that's 
sexy. That's right. what people follow, and You're that's happier. what people write down and remember 2,000 years later. Yeah. People are like, Jesus would like, just be a good guy. I'm like, no, he wasn't. He, he wasn't about just be a good guy. Everybody, right. as long as there have been people, there's been at least a couple of us being like, just be a good guy. Right, right. It's very basic. Yeah. Saying you're not who you think you are, that's electric. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. And comedy gets at it. And I think, yeah. well, you could tell me, I feel like the more you become a celebrity, the more you realize that's not really you. Like, it's like this, it's like a story. There's like, there's yeah. Blake Griffin, the product. Oh, oh yeah. I hear right? things about me that are wrong all the time. Right. All the time. And that must help you go step back and go, I'm over here. Mm-hmm. It, d- d- does that help you or am yes, I projecting? And, and I also, like now I look for things. I have a I have a hard time, you know, when, when you go do a talk show, you know, and, and I'm sure you did before like Crashing came out or whatever it is came yep. out and, you you know, you had this to talk about. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which there's nothing wrong with that. You you have to go promote this thing. It's this thing that you're doing. You should you should do That's that. Right. But I have a hard time like going and doing things for that. You know what I mean? Like I love I love doing podcasts because most of the time and most of the ones that I do, like this one, it's just us sitting here talking. Right. Like I don't have something to plug right. later. Isn't that freeing? I will be at the comedy store. No. <laughs> will you? Uh, no, no, no. Of course. You will not. be at my Largo show. <laughs> Possibly, possibly. <laughs> um, do you know what I mean? like they in this day and age, there's so much access to people everywhere that like your true person and personality will get out. That's right. And like that's why I love doing this type of stuff. I, I, there's another podcast that I do. It's like more of a sports one. But I, every time I go do it, I get such a great response because it's just two guys that are very normal, very funny, and you just get to go talk. You, there's no that's agenda. It. You don't really have to like censor yourself too much because right. they're not there to get me. Dude, we're back just you know having I mean? coffee. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it like yeah. I've said this a million, so I'll keep it brief. I got along with you in Montreal, mm-hmm. and if I was just like, "Do you want to talk for 2 hours?" <laughs> like <laughs> it, maybe you would. Like sometimes people hit me up and they're like, "Do you want to just get lunch?" But yeah. so rarely will I do it. But if it's like, "I have a podcast, it's fun. Let's kind of give it a game. Let's mm-hmm. give it an engine." It, it's different. It's the, the stakes are higher. It's more fun, yeah. and then you get to do something that's actually very low-fi, in kind of a high-fi way. Right. So, what do you think happens when you die? Do you have any thoughts on that? And I don't know, or I don't care, is a fine answer. Yeah. Um, I mean, you, I you saw a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> I did. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I do believe in aliens. Let's talk about that. Uh, I I I I again. I personally like to think that I go to a place where I see my friends and family. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I I don't like thinking that when I die, that's it. Boom. I just don't like it. Yeah. And like again, if somebody tells me that, I'm not like you're f you, man. You're wrong. You know right, what I mean? Right, I'm just right. like so I'm almost in a place, place of I don't know. But you have a preference. It sounds like I'm in this place of like agnosticism, but I'm not. You know no, what I mean? I, I like think where, I hear you more clearly than that. You're saying like you you have an intuition, you have a gut feeling that yeah, there's more going. And on. I hope I do. I do hope. hope. Yeah. But I also am not like oh yeah, that's this hundred percent right. And also it's because it's maybe it's not like um, everyone's version is different. 
Do you know what I mean? Right. So if I say, yeah, there's a heaven, like my version of heaven might be different than like somebody else's totally. version of heaven. They might be thinking it's like clouds and like, you know what I mean? Well, it goes back to what, what did the 1913 Celtics listen to? <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. music is changing. Concepts of heaven or paradise or afterlife right. change with the culture. Like right. that's why hell has stuck around just because fire is such an old yeah, idea. Yeah. So we were like, terrible place, yeah. fire. Right. Now we could be like, I don't know, it, it would be like a Japanese game show where <laughs> it's hosted by fish and you're just like, how do I win? Like that might be our modern uh, metaphor. But what what when I hear you say I want to you go back to the place where your family and friends are, mm-hmm. I'm like that is a beautiful um, symbol of we go back to the to the source to mm-hmm. where everybody. So somebody dies, mm-hmm. I and again these are just words. I'm like oh you're like a drop of ocean uh, a drop of water going back into the ocean. Right. That's one way of kind of talking about yeah. something that's untalk talk aboutable. Mm-hmm. We could make that even more dramatic or theatrical and say blake goes back and there's his other dead friends it's the same mm-hmm. the same kind of right. idea you i go back that. to where you were i love that i can go speak to somebody one of my best friends uh passed away when he was 21 and i like not a day goes by where i don't think like man i wish i had said this mm. do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i i like to believe that like his energy yeah is there somewhere and I, one day he'll at least know exactly how I feel. Do you know? Yeah. And like, sure. Could I be wrong? hundred percent. I'm not going to fight anybody over. I'm not going like, to get mad about right. it. But like, I remember what, and I'm always kind of like weird when I talk about this because I remember one time I was doing a, a, a interview with like Rolling Stone magazine and, uh, this guy was like, you know, he was talking about, you love comedy? I was like, yeah. We were like joking around. He was like, oh, I love this guy. We were talking about funny or die and like all this different stuff. And then he goes, uh, I read you were raised Christian. I was like, yeah. And he was like, so how old do you think the earth is? And I go, <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, so we talked about homeschooling. And then I, he goes, how old do you think the earth is? And I was like, oh, uh, I was, I learned math from my mom. I don't know, 6,000. You know, I said something. Like a joke. Yeah. But or, it was like... like a- it was like a. It was basically saying that I don't believe that the Earth has been around for millions of years. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I Do remember you mean it I got, sounded that way, or is that what you meant? I said it brushing over the question. I see. So like, but it sounded like you were saying I don't yeah, believe. Yeah. I see. And the way it came out, the way he wrote it, it kind of cut out my joke up top, and like, of course, it wasn't a good joke, but it was just like a stupid joke. You know what I mean? You and so it I came out as like. It, <laughs> I love it jokes. Came out as I salute you, Joe. <laughs> Thank you. Badoom. <laughs> no! no! That, that hurt my heart, even though you were joking. No, I was joking about my joke. Yes, no, you. I know. Yeah. Oh no, uh, I know. I got um, it. But came he, out. It was like basically that I believed the Earth was two thousand years. Whatever. That's and kinda, people that lost their minds. I can't believe you're this big of a effing idiot. Like yeah. I thought you were cool. Like. Yeah, all this stuff, and like it, sh- it turned me off so much from ever talking about this that yeah. like, I, I. Well, that's a trap question. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And it's it worked. Also, it worked because that also, got picked up everywhere. It's cornering something that should be mystically delicious, like Lucky mm. Charms. <laughs> it should be. 
engaging and interesting and personal mm-hmm. and hard to talk about. But then we just turn it into, do you think this? Mm-hmm. And then why do we want you to think that or not mm-hmm. think that? So we can judge it, which is just more thoughts. We're just playing the jerk off game. Right. It's like, do you think that? Oh, you think that? And then we yeah. can all play our thoughts and we exist more yeah. in, from an ego place. I exist more because I think you're so wrong. Yeah. When spirit, in my opinion, is so past that exit yeah. that we don't even we don't even drive on that road like we stay in the debating yeah. teasing judging ridiculing i just did something where i felt like the intent was to make fun of flat earthers and i was like can we just like i'd like to talk to a flat earther and just be like i understand your suspicion to not take anything at face value because right. we're soaking in a mystery. Yeah, yeah. And I understand that that comes out in this sort of weird way, mm-hmm. but I'd rather join no, you in your, what the fuck Skepticism, is this? Yeah. Just general unsettlingness that yeah. we woke up in a fucking mystery rather than getting off, jerking off and going like, you're stupid, you're stupid so yeah. that I can exist. So my false self can yeah. exist more loudly and more proudly when that shit is fucking dead too. It's all dead. What lasts? What's real beyond all these opinions and these fucking clickbait yeah. Blake Griffin thinks the world. And for the record, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> just, in, just in case. I, um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I fully, yeah. Um, I always think it's weird how like, you know, you, politics and religion, you're not supposed to talk about those two things. Mm-hmm. Politics has an effect on people. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, you, if you believe this, if you vote for this, you're, you know, you're, you're advocating We're seeing that this. more now yeah, than ever. Exactly. It used to be, don't talk about it because I don't want to ruffle your, your feathers about taxes. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. Oh, I think you should be taxed. That and has now an effect like, on people who can get guns, who, who yeah. is put in cages. Yeah. All that shit. Religion doesn't. Yeah. Religion can, when it gets, uh, mobilized yes in violent yes, ways but I'm saying like me and you sitting here oh yeah I, I no no I hear you I get what you're saying that, what you're that's saying. way down the road I hear what you're saying we can talk about it we should talk about it because it, we need to learn how to uh, not in your school learn how to debate and put down but learn how to tolerate and have compassion yeah. and say just like to a flat earther so if I could talk to somebody who's you've been saying it this whole time if somebody's an atheist or they believe this that's okay yeah, yeah. That's such a different – that to me feels like evolution. That's yeah. – we're evolving spiritually. Yeah. And I feel like if you say you don't, you don't believe in God or anything like that, having the conversation of like do you believe in ghosts or aliens, Yeah, shouldn't that feel like the same thing Dude, to them, right? So yeah. if I say yes and you say no, are you going to get pissed off about it? Yeah. No. But why do you get pissed off when you, <laughs> when you say yes about – Yeah. And I get it. It's because people are being mobile. You know, people are being – Right. Radicalized or changed or however you want to call it. Right. But well, when we look at certain parts of the country where people are killed because they're gay or women or, yeah. or there's, but we're talking about Western yeah, no, I'm modern I'm about religious not, discussions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. I don't know. And that's what I'm trying to get. That's maybe what the point of this podcast is like, usually I say, do you believe in God? People say no. And then we just start talking about the phenomenon of, of consciousness of life yeah. existing. Yeah. And that's just another way of talking about yeah. the same thing. And I'm, it's, I'm, like you said, I'm just speaking about discussions. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. it, you should be able to have that conversation and not walk away. Like really being pissed off or like completely agree. 
my like, my weird i'm i'm judging my own faith the way that i had my faith was weird and it didn't quite line up with my heart or my intuition and the way that i kept it alive for a really long time was not engaging in conversations. Mm-hmm. So I had Penn Jillette on the podcast. I never would have wanted to talk to Penn Jillette. Mm-hmm. We used to say in church, if you're standing on a table and somebody's on the ground, it's dangerous to try and pull them up to your table because it's easier for them to pull right, you right, down. Right. But that was just a way of being like, don't engage with other people yeah. because your ideology is fragile. Yeah. I say, let it all in yeah. when you're ready. Yeah. Let it in in little bursts yeah. and, and you can handle it. Yeah. And everything will be fine. It will. It will. You'll be okay. It will. Your mom might think you're weird. And your dad might think you're ignoring him. But it is okay. But you guys will reconcile. My dad? Yeah. I thought about texting him a picture of me and you and and it would be over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let's do it. I would be honored to be be a part of ending the feud. A part of the healing? A part of the healing. Oh my God, that is using your gift for peace. I'm about peace, man. What can yeah, I say? Dude. Well, we talked about God and then it gets heavy, so we always end. You feel good? First yeah, of all, check yeah, in. Feel you feel great. good about this? Second of all, uh, what is the hardest time you've laughed in your life? The hardest laugh you've ever had at one point? I never say it right, but everyone knows what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know what you meant right away. Um, gosh, I forgot this was. Oh boy. Well, let me take some pressure off. Although you do perform well under pressure, <laughs> I've been told. I have to imagine. You have no clue. A basketball game is pretty tense, and you do pretty well. Uh, I've been told. Couldn't be bothered to watch even a highlight reel. No, I didn't want to. I told you I did that with Aaron yeah, yeah. Rodgers, and it it made me more nervous to talk yeah, to him. I'll yeah. watch clips. Today and I'll go. I can't believe that's who I was talking to. You'd be fine. Um, To take pressure off of it, it I'm not looking for a great story. Just how old are you? Where are you? Who are you with? Here's some clues. Did someone fart? It's usually did someone fall? You know, that's that's whenever whenever I (laughs) that was the first thing that popped into my head. My best one is I made Val laugh so hard she farted, and then we both died i think this is the afterlife because i think we died people <laughs> farting. we were at the bowery hotel in new york and i oh, tripped i had my pants around my ankles i was coming out of the bathroom i had my underwear on i was just doing like a funny dance she loves funny dances yeah. she laughed so hard she farted and she's she's still kind of cute and tries not to fart in front of me so we collapsed and every time i'm at that hotel i i think about buying a teddy bear and i think about that moment yeah, yeah the teddy bear. <laughs> You know the bear? Uh, oh yeah, on the bear. Hell yeah, yeah. they're always NBA players at that thing. I love that. Ho- that's I love that hotel. Good hotel. I exclusively stay there. Good food. Um, yes. And good autograph. And they're always autograph people. And my brother used to be an autograph guy. Oh really? So I hope you're nice to those guys. I am, as long as they're like civil. Yeah. <laughs> Respectful. Yeah. Um, I was going to say when I was in seventh grade, eighth grade. We were over at uh, this girl's house in my grade. It was like me and like four of my good buddies. And we were sitting there watching a movie. The movie ended. And we're all – I don't even know how we got on the subject. But like I think one of the girl's moms was like, oh, like who can put their leg over their head, you know? No. And it was like, it was like you know, one of those. No. Like, and my boy was like, oh, I can. Oh, my 
was Jesus. right over his leg, got it. And it was like, wow. My other friend sitting on the other side of him reached over and gave his leg a little tug. Oh, my God. And it was just, just the most, <laughs> just the perfect fart. Oh, out. my the God. The perfect fart. Like, and he pulled the fart foot. He pulled, it was like pulling a, you know, when you pull a finger, yes. it was just like, like the yes. perfect, he pulled that leg and that, and we lost it. I couldn't stop laughing and I felt so bad for my friend because he was getting so of red. Of course. He was so embarrassed. He left, walked home. That's the right move. And yeah. junior high, you're one fart away. That's what Val yeah. said to me. She's like, you're one fart away from annihilation. Yeah. Complete social death. And we laughed about that for so long. And, and that's still, when I, he comes out to visit me, we still talk about that. Of course you do. It's great, too, because he was high status. He was winning. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had his foot, and he was like, look, I'm the king. All the and attention. then a dude with a gentle pull <laughs> of his foot. I'm picturing a shell toe Adida. <laughs> wow. It might, you might be right. I, I mean, don't we're similar that was the, yeah. We were rocking shell toes. Yeah. <laughs> we all rock shell toes. <laughs> Yeah. That I won't forget. That is so good. What That's was his name? Let's point. just name check him. He won't mind. His name's Justin Hitchcock. Hitchcock, one of my, one of my best friends till still to this day. I love you, Hitchcock. Thank you for that yeah. gift. His dad's a pastor in in Oklahoma City. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. great. Guy. I love that. Great guy. Oh, that was one of the jokes I did. I didn't do about you. I was like. Blake, uh, it's it's, it's not the right context. I'll tell you off, Mike. <laughs> it's not sure. right. It's it's so sweet Throwing right now. A rose joke right I don't want to throw in a rose. Thanks so much for doing it, <laughs> you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> Funny fact: Blake's from Oklahoma. <laughs> uh, Man, that was so fun. I'm so glad we did that, and I'm so glad we did this. Yes, is it nothing happened. to promote? It's not. I literally in bad nothing taste. to promote. No. When is the new season of NBA start? <laughs> Check me out this season. Ninety-seven. Oh my god! Uh, How many episodes are you guaranteed? Uh, we got we got eighty-two this year. Eighty-two. Eighty-two episodes. See that explains it, man. I did three seasons. That was twenty-four episodes. That's a third of a season of basketball. Oh, yeah. And there's so much footage of you doing stuff that's very impressive. And it's a production every time. It's crazy. It's like a whole thing. That's what I, that's what I realized is like people are putting on shows. We're doing like little concerts every time we play. Yeah. It's really stupid. You're <laughs> – I mean that is the easy level is. It's, the, it's, it's like a Seinfeld area. It's like the ball doesn't have to be in there, guys. Like <laughs> you guys – you're elbowing, noses, bleeding. People are jumping in the stands, yeah. getting beers thrown on them. The ball doesn't have to be there. It's just made up, but everything is, so it's fine. There's your Buddhism. Ooh, wow. So why not play? Everything's made up. Why not play? That's what my daughter's name means. It's the play of the universe. And basketball really? is, yeah. The that's dance cool. or the play. Huh. That's and that's cute. what this is. That's what we're doing right now. It's just all, a dance. It's all Leela, baby. Except you get paid so much money. <laughs> <laughs> right at the end. Bless me. <laughs> Hashtag dreaming away. <laughs> Dreaming awake. <laughs> Hashtag dreaming awake. Blake, I'm so honored that you did this, man. Thank yeah, you. For I can't me. wait to see you do more comedy. Anybody that gets a chance to see him, go see him. And uh, and also basketball sometimes. Yeah. No. Also, can you palm a basket? I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, we got to go. Would you say keep it crispy? It's how we end. Yeah, keep it crispy. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so crispy, I'm so crispy, my ice game make you haters wanna keep